0: And welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net, and I'm joined, as always, by... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.vc .vc right. .vc It's a toughie. This is a toughie. Is it a toughie? It is. Ah, right. What countries start with V? Um, Callie, you can chip in here if you've got an idea. We're, we're also joined by our friend Callie. Hi. Who is yeah. a geography expert, aren't you, Callie? No. VC. Vatican City. Oh, lovely Oof. work. Good guess, but not correct. Okay, well, I'm going to say um, Victoria Falls. No. Right. In that case, reveal the answer you okay. made. Okay, it's a new website, and it's it's based in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Oh, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course it is. I was going to say St. Vincent and the Grenadines. You should have. VC. Yes. No mention of the G for the Grenadines. Or the Sunt. Yeah. R- ridiculous well it's i must say it opened on uh, thursday uh, thursday just gone it's now saturday and it's been extremely popular already very heavy traffic very heavy traffic. heavy heavy virtual football now shall we mo- move past that that lie yes and uh, let's talk about some truth yes okay well i think the first thing that i'm going to do actually on this episode is just step back in time a bit i was talking about the, the podcast to um gordon's kids earlier on today right and um uh yeah blah, 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 uh, talked about alex So they were saying well what happened and i said we did a few episodes and then we stopped doing it and then got that lovely email from alex Redek. that's right who is the godfather of the podcast yes so i just want to put out a, a, a thank you there alex if you're listening i'm sure yes we appreciate that we've had a message in from ian longhorn yes he's an uh, ambassador He is. He's also also Callie's brother. He's also my cousin-in-law. He's also my friend. Yes. On the topic of can you boil a cucumber, because Ian is a professional chef. He is, and he has categorically said that you cannot boil a cucumber. He said you can't boil a cucumber or a courgette. Hmm, well... Period. Yeah, that's basically what he said, and I think we're going to have to agree with him, because he is... He knows what vastly more qualified than we are in this particular field. However, I did boil a cucumber. <laughs> yes. <So. laughs> you can boil a cucumber, but as we said, what you'll end up with is yes. a big green bag of water. You don't end up with... You end up with less than you started with. Ian, if you'd like to come back at us again, please do. Mm. Just WhatsApp me. Um, let's talk about the, the lovely messages we've had from listeners about Gordy sending in their sympathies and their condolences. Yes. Yeah, we've been touched, haven't we, by lots of messages um, about... Our stepfather yeah who who we who we lost a, a few weeks ago, and we've we have been abso- really really helped me at this time mm-hmm. at, um kind of moving forward and yeah. I've showed Mun, um yeah, gary it it, yeah it's obviously. been incredible it really has, and the latest one was of course from the dedication from Coolhand Lucas on his youtube video yeah that um, was that was lovely to get um ambassador well ambassadors mm. um jeff kestenberg and cool lucas cool lucas is now the youth ambassador of course and i think that could very well be the most important ambassadorial position well quite because because we, we are young we are so young we are ourselves extremely young cool hand lucas is even younger <laughs> if it's possible <laughs> um and the youth of course is the future it is so we need to build that that fan base yeah and we shall. With cool the hand help Lucas. of Cool Hand Lucas, that's exactly what we're trying to do. Well, he put out a, a great video on his YouTube channel. Please go and have a look at YouTube. Search for Cool Hand Lucas. I think there's a couple that you'll see, but um, it'll become obvious. which is just the, the young lad playing the guitar. Yes. Um, and he did a Can't Stop video um, with, with throwing in a couple of solos. Mm, most uh, impressive. Yeah, a, a kind of album version solo and then a more kind of improvised solo. Yeah. And. I have to say, mate, your guitar playing has come on amazingly. Impressive, mm, most impressive. <laughs> um, to hear more of those, that kind of thing, log onto our film podcast. Yes, universally filming. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you, you guys. That's been absolutely that was in- incredible. And to. And the dedication at the end of the, of the Can't Stop video was so touching and meant a lot to both of us and to all of our families. Yeah, and to our families. I've shown, I've shown our family, I've shown Gordon's family, and yeah. we all appreciate so, it. So thank you. Um, so we've just touched on the fact that we have new ambassadors. We have Jeff Kestenberg and Coolhand Lucas, father and son. We have uh, Max Feinstein, the condenser. Is Badges have been sent out this week. Oh, badges. Yeah. I thought you said badgers. Well, I, sent out a ba- <laughs> I accidentally sent out a badger to someone, but I wasn't sure. So, yeah. look, Max, Jeff, and Cool Hand Lucas. One of you is going to get a badger. <laughs> yeah. We're sorry about that. Uh, so, badges has been sent out. Um, Max is the ambassador of condensing. Yeah, of course. Another very important position. It absolutely is. And he has actually sent through, Max, some notes for these six songs, which I'm going to include oh, as we great. talk about it. great. Yes, please do. And he sent in his final stadium condense. So, should we talk? Oh, right. to, should we go through that condense now, or save it for the final episode the final when we episode. do our condense? Max, thank you. We will condense with you uh, the final, the final stadium episode. Yes. Andy Mason as well, uh, ambassador, a of a mace as we call him. Yeah, local lad from Hythe. Yes, a mace. What a cool nickname! I don't know. <laughs> um, I hope he's pleased with it. I'm pleased that I just made it up. It's quite gangster. It is. So, a mace. Uh, you're uh, an ambassador and. We shall dispatch a badge, or frankly, hand deliver you a badge, depending on um yeah, on your preference. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have on this list of things? Reservoir Frog contacted us on Reddit to confirm that John is postponing his Dub lab shows. Yeah, which is in- this is an interesting recording, development. yeah. Um, I think this is has to be considered good news. Well, i I really enjoyed that episode of, of the radio show, listening about John's influences, but I'd much rather yeah, see how those influences affect his new music. I think so, and and it it, it would have been good to hear him do that and on his own, but to have him do it with Flea was really nice. So I think you're right. It's much more important that he gets on and creates new material with the Chili's rather than sits you know on his own talking about records. Is it as interesting as it would have been? Well, quite. And lastly, on my list of things to talk about is we got an update. About, we talked about um, Live at Olympia in the last episode with Dan Boyd. Thank you, Dan Boyd, for coming on. Mm. That was uh, tremendous fun. It really was. Um, Especially when we made Dan Boyd say money, penny, and sex in a Scottish accent. Great times. (laughs) I've been told that I can't laugh so hard that I start coughing No, ever again by my wife. Anna's not happy. Anna's not happy about that. No, she doesn't like that. Okay, so the Angelo update is during the Live at Olympia gig. They give a shout-out to a young and beautiful Angelo, and I thought they were saying More, but mm. it looks like they might be saying Dore. Well, anyway, just let, we went through this on the last episode, but if you, who is he? Good question. I'm just going to pause this recording because I'm not connected to your Wi-Fi. Okay, I'm back. I'm connected to the Wi-Fi. You didn't tell me you've got a new router. No, I've got a new new router. Um, Right. So we learnt from the wonderful and fantastic Red Hot Chili Peppers Red Hot Chili Pepper Sessions archive that Angelo (laughs) (laughs) covering covering all bases there. It's Hamish, isn't it? Yes, it's our lovely ambassador Hamish. It was Hamish. So. Hamish has confirmed for us that Angelo is Angelo Drouet or Drouet, son, he thinks, of Fabrice, mm. um, a long-time friend and former roommate of the band. And then also linked a video behind the scenes at Hyde Park, backstage at Hyde Park. Where where we were. Where we, well, I did a one-on-one gig, but we could have possibly been in front of house that day. Yes. Handing out Reservoir Dog um, postcards. Yes, and hats. And, oh, man, and just getting blown around by that wind. It was a windy day. Yes. So. Yes, good news and thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Hamish. That's an update. And another yeah. mini-Mystery Sold, as I put on Twitter. Exactly. Right, Great. we are doing today songs 13 to 18, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, yes. of Stadium Arcadium. So we're so straddling, are we straddling discs? We yes, are. we are. Yes. As we spoke before, can you straddle? <laughs> you can straddle a disc. Can you straddle a virtual disc? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I think we've discussed this before. No, probably not, but we will attempt to do it t- today. Well, I'm going to straddle a virtual disc because I've got it on my phone. Great. So, we're going to do Wet Sand. Yes. Hay. Yes. Desecration Smile.
1: Ooh.
0: Uh, then, it is Tell Me Baby, isn't it? It is Tell Me Baby after it's that, says. And then It's Hard to Concentrate, and then It's 21st Century. Yeah, and I think, you know, this is a good quality section. We've certainly got three good, three really good songs. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get into it. We will, I think. Okay, so we'll see you soon. Well, literally, after this very short musical clip. <laughs> Here we go.
1: My shadow sounds so amplified, keeps coming back dissatisfied. Elementary song, but it's so old. My lover fell with everywhere. Innocent, why do you care? Someone stop the car, time to go You're the best I know My son is sad, is up in dad I'm betting
0: Okay, coming out of wet sand there. Uh, and <laughs> full disclosure, we just talked about wet sand for the best part of 20 minutes. Mm. And there were technical issues. Technical difficulties. Which meant that despite the fact that it looked like it was recording and the waveforms were there, when we checked it back, it all disappeared. <laughs> Not a sausage. Not <laughs> a sausage. Happy days. And we got into such deep discussions. We did. As Sam Wheaton Ghost. Yes. Singing, I'm Henry VIII, I am? Yes. Maybe we can... This happened when we did, if you have to ask, live you um, I mean, Moscow. It's, it's, it was a shock. It was a shock. We'll now have a completely different discussion about wet sand. Maybe mm. this time, you'll like it. I don't know, maybe it's time I'll like it. Yeah, I think you will, Whitney. Okay, shall we go? Flea, one of Flea's top five songs on the album. Quite rightly so. We know that for sure. Yes. We know that John had a load of bits and pieces, and, um, was, and Rick said, rearrange these... Try, try to put me in a different order. If you don't like it, go back to the original and that it was kind of done that way. Mm. You've got a little tidbit about the lyrics? Well, of course, uh, it was John who came up with the... The Wet Sand lyric, at, at least. Well, it was John that came up with... He had, like, a melody for it, didn't he? And yeah. the swamp picture. The, well, the sound. words Wet Sand Yes, were John's. And then, built, yeah, and then the Swamp built it off the, those two words, which is... Yeah, yeah, and it's a... It, it, it's a great showcase for The Swan. We've said it, we've said it once right. Let's, Let's say, it again. It. Let's say, say it, again. it again. But what we didn't mention last time at all was the lyrical content of the song, really. No, they? we didn't, no. And it is... It's nice. It, it paints a very, very, a very pretty picture. It does, yes. A picture of love. A picture of loss. Yeah. Well, possibly. Uh, and no, it, it is, it's, it's great work from The Swan all around, both lyrically and vocally. He sounds great. He's got a little bit of gravel in his voice. Ah, uh, you did. I remember you described the, the Swan's vocal performance as liquid silk against an exfoliant in the shower. That's right. Oh, uh, lost yeah. to the past. Like, lost to the past. Like, like tears like, in rain. Yeah, well, I just felt like it is liquid silk. You know, him and John at the start together. That, and then he comes in. You know, when, he, when he's got that smooth delivery, there's a reason why we described it That's as liquid the silk. the silk. Yes. And... But there's a little bit of gravel in there. And is that the exfoliation? That's the exfoliation. Lovely. And so he's rubbing it on, as you do with liquid silk. He's a shower but scrub. But it's just taking the, the Well top it's a off. shower scrub, isn't it? It is. Yes. And I like singers that kind of mix in a little bit of grit sometimes with their silk. So and that is essentially yeah. what a a shower exfoliant scrub is. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the, so that's why I made the analogy, and I think it stands up. Actually, I think you made it better this time than you did last time. Great. But so that well, that's classic. because you knew about it. So you, you, <laughs> that's because <laughs> I wasn't so desperately confused. So taken taking Got a lovely John strap tone coming in at the beginning. Yes. And he's just George's. strumming on that first turnaround. Pure strum. Pure silk. When the swan comes in, John throws in those, um, those fills on the three bass strings. Which I feel is the trademark wet sand, sand. sound. Sound, yeah. But you'll be amazed how little it actually appears on the song. Mm. He does it here, but as soon as you get into where Chad and Flea come in, John then backs down to the strums again and lets Flea take the lead. Yeah. Another great example of what we said before. But it's a great switch. And it's well, it seamless. Is, it is seamless because I think of those those uh those runs and those fills as being what wet sand's all about. In fact, it's about what so minutes? much more yeah but that that is so little in the song mm. and in fact that le- that first guitar that opening guitar is so then drowned out later on as the song builds you'd expect yes. it to get quiet in the next so it does disappear and we'll it was the- a tale of layers isn't it and, and, and it's and a tale of layers some good some bad well the good the bad and the ugly you could say well the ugly no, ones are so- so- <laughs> something, something i just came up with well done oh did you yeah, are you filmmaker Sergio Leone? <laughs> yeah, Samio Leone. So very good, Samio Tam- t- Tamio. T- t- <laughs> <laughs> in which case, I'll be uh, uh, Benio. <laughs> no, Morricone, who did the music. Oh, fine. Benio you know, there Morricone, was some badly mixed harpsichord on the soundtrack for "Good, the Bad, and the Ugly." Well, we we know that uh, you know in those days the sound wasn't what it is now. It certainly wasn't now. Interesting fact. Um, people call Clint Eastwood in those films the man with no name. They do. Yet he does. He's referenced by at least one name in those films, one of them being Joe. Right. So, anyway, moving on. But if he's called the man with no name... That surely is his name. <laughs> yes. I haven't seen his passport. No. So, the drums come that's in That's not surprising. They have a Let It Be vibe. They do. Just that high hat. And I, as, as I may have mentioned earlier today... Think that that's a uh, a machine? Ah, you think it's a delay effect? I think it's a delay effect, and I'm pretty sure that Jack Johnson, drum ambassador JJ, uh, said the same thing. And if he didn't, I apologise. Then we're badly misrepresenting him. Yes, yeah. uh, but I feel sure that he he he, he mm-hmm. mentioned that in his in his notes that he made for Sand. And it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because you don't hear that very often. It's it's a it's a, something that you, you you hear and go hmm. That's Let It Be by the Beatles. That's Let It Be by the Beatles and nothing else. So, the great thing is you, the great thing is here, it builds nicely sometimes. You get a bit of... Mand- <laughs> yeah, that's the best I've got to say about this song. <laughs> it builds nicely sometimes. sometimes. I mean, I don't understand why you've got such a big problem with this song. Well, when it, on my sunny side, you get a bit of mandolin, you get a nice accordion sound. Yes. That's okay. It's a bit loud. Maybe pick one or the other. The mandolin is very subtle. What well, about the wind? We haven't mentioned the wind yet. Oh, yeah. we we'll, have. Oh, the wind. Well, well as far as you're concerned, the wind only comes in at the end. Well, I only have noticed the big swoosh at the mm. leading into the outro. No, there is there is at least one more uh, occasion where they use that wind effect. Well, should we listen to it again? <laughs> no, we've <better> not <laughs> um, So, I and I like I like that. It's very John. Uh, it, he, it's the sort of thing he's done in his solo work. There's no denying that. It's not, for hi- it's not for the here and now, though. It's not for wet sand. It's so offensively out of place. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Strong words indeed. Yes, exactly. Well, I feel them passionately. You do. I can see it. I can see it. I really, I mean, I got pretty worked up about how much... You're, you're fidgeting <laughs> in your seat. You're, I am. Look at me. You're livid. I'm up and down. But, I mean, overall, do you, do you basically stand at a position that it's a good song? Yes. So all of these quibbles are minor? They're not all minor, because I've got some major quibbles. Ah. Let me talk about a bit of the song I like. Okay. When they go into... Um, the sunny side. No, My What A Good Day, that station. Oh, section. yeah, oh, yes. When John starts playing that more rhythmic split guitar line, yeah. uses strings, just playing two notes, yeah. Flea's bass takes a more staccato feel, Chad opens up on the hi-hat to mm. counterpoint the fact that they've... There's those that, gaps. Yeah. Exactly. So that works really, really well, and it's lovely. And that, to me, that just says, "Come on in." The water is warm. The sand is wet. It will, exactly. John's forming on- it. Of course, you won't. Well, no, you won't, because you don't. <laughs> no. <it doesn't. laughs> John opens up on those those kind of scar, those scar tissue that scar tissue kind of playing. Yes. Um, where he's playing sp- split chords, he's he's playing a root note and a, and a higher note and muting out the rest of the strings. He's playing the high strings of some of them, and then the next time he cycles around, he'll play the lower strings. So it gives a bit of a kind of dynamic to that sound. Mm. Lovely tongue touch. Thank you. Glad <laughs> to touch my tongue to turn my page You did. It was almost as if you grabbed the, t- the very tip of the tongue. Yes, I did, yeah. Teeth and the lips. Ah, uh, the teeth and the lips. Those lovely sweets. Yeah. Verse one, you, uh, oh, it's not verse one. I've put verse dot I saw you there, which I read as <laughs> verse one saw you there. <laughs> <laughs> verse (laughs) 2 conceivably yes it's a verse in comes an accordion which I like good Um, that's great news oh I think we've spoken about the accordion already the lead bass is going lovely that original guitar is is now really quiet yeah and I think it is worth mentioning you know we've we've spoken about the transition from from lead guitar to, to the bass and Flea carries this song like a trooper he works really hard and as the song builds and the layers increase, his work actually, although it n- doesn't necessarily stand out as much, he is working his socks off right to the bitter end. He does. He does work hard on the song and actually a lot of songs coming up, he's working really hard. He always works hard. He does. That's he's, a wa- he's a work <laughs> He's a flea. <laughs> That's true. He's a work flea. <laughs> well, that, I'll call it the pre-chorus game, but it's another evolution in the song. Chad plays that, you know. I, I thought about it, and, I, and he plays oh, yes. that kind of full roll snare. Yes. I think you got something that, that Jack, wrote, <laughs> <laughs> Jack sent in that you mentioned last. Well, time. it's worth mentioning, I think, and it, uh, you know, I think we could have done it a little smoother, but it, he introduces it on the opposite hand as to what you would expect. So, as you said previously, you struggle to I air drum to that. I can't air drum to that bit. Purely because it is I oh, come with the wrong hand, yeah, and it's very it's it's unnatural, but it's it's the most natural thing in the world if you're completely in in with the track as the myth so often is. Well, always and he is. he plays what he feels and he uses whichever limb is relevant to to that particular feeling. Be that either the, arm, yeah, either leg, yeah, or even the maybe the the, the hair on the back of the cap to flicker flick yeah, a with. exactly and so it doesn't matter to him if it's the opposite hand to, 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 to that that people might expect it's what feels natural to him and fits the song and I think that is what's important here a great summation and I will say leading into the last verse John picks a big chorusy watery sound yes that's right and he's got so so many tools in his armory well he's got such a big pedal board <clears throat> yeah whether it's wind or water well, well, or earth or fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not always convinced by a big watery chorus sound. No. But I think it works okay here. I won't go any further than <laughs> okay. I know. Well, I think that that is a positive comment from you. It is. Uh, what do you make of the swan whistling? I, I like it. I know you're not keen. Well, as I said previously, he sounds like a baby boy who's just learning to whistle. Well... That's fine, and I think that, you know, if he he was a baby boy, that would be, to sound as good as he does here, would be an achievement. That's true. No, no, that's a fair point. And a quick question, which is completely unpre determined. Yeah. Who do you think is the best whistler, Axel Rose or the Swan? Rose or Kedis? Yes. No, Uh, Rose or the Swan. Oh, Rose or the Swan. I'm going to go with Rose. A rose between two swans. Well, as we know, there's a great whistling part in the song uh, Patience, at the very beginning of the song Patience. Would you describe that as lead whistling? I would, yeah, because at the at the time there's absolutely no other noise. Well, so, there is. There's a little bit of guitar. Well, you know, if you want to, if you want to be really, if, be if be you want to name that, all yeah. of the instruments that are playing, yeah, I would describe that as lead whistling, yeah. as, as lead as whistling can be. Let's move into that last verse where John's backing vocals come into the ear, the left ear, I believe. Final pre pre-chor- Final pre-chorus. Here comes that strange repeating noise if you listen yes, yeah, so your, 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 in the left ear this is where as we said before this is where I start getting annoyed with the song mm. you have that weird repeating noise going da, da 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 over in the ear best heard um as it transitions where there's one saying I'd like to think we did it for the better of and then there's that break yeah. in comes the I uh, don't oh, know it's not the wind yet is it but you have that repeating sound mm. that then goes through the, the next part it's really weird. Well, I've never actually heard it. <laughs> it's <laughs> That's it. difficult for me to talk about it, and it seems difficult for you to to actually specify exactly where it is. <laughs> so, so, it's coming out of the last verse into then. I thought about it. That part, yes. You have a weird repeating noise. It's unsuitable for the song well i know that there are a lot of things coming up that you're not happy with okay that noise i'm unhappy with fades out when they're saying yeah you don't form in the wet sand that actually disappears it's only in there briefly layer two there's a harpsichord yes that comes in on the outro but before we get there i will go on record as saying all of that you don't form in the wet sand part i find to be you do uninspiring Mm, yes and that uh, i you know as disappointed as i am by to learn that i still feel strongly that this is a, a great song this outro is fantastic and i wholeheartedly oppose your views and i listen to you and i respect your views thank you However, oh, the levels of respect here are unprecedented. <laughs> massive. Um, Callie, do you respect us both?
2: I respect you both a vast amount.
0: And I'd like to say that I respect you. I would also like to second that. So there's a lot of respect around this table. However, we, you know, it just goes to show that you can disagree with people without falling out altogether although we did fall out altogether earlier on today we did when when Sam it became clear to Sam that
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the previous recording of our wet sound chat hadn't recorded yeah so they were difficult times they were slightly difficult we went out to the back garden and I had to sit on the wall yeah and I had to stand on the floor yeah <laughs> We nearly cancelled the whole recording. It was only the voice of sanity. Yes. uh, Your wife wife. said, isn't this meant to be fun? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we were there sulking like a couple of school children. Well, I'm going to keep, I'm going to forage forward. Can you forage forward? I will, yeah. I will forage a furrow. John, on that backing vocals, on that wet sand part, on that last I do, I've said it before and I must say it again. Yes. It's cut off very quickly. It is. And if you listen to it, and listen for the fact that John's I Do, mm. it ends like it's been edited. I, I must say, I've, I've never really noticed that until today. And really dissecting the song, yes, you can pick that out. But it doesn't stand out on a, on a run-of-the-mill listen. No, it, it doesn't. And I'd never noticed it before. No, no, and there you go. And you'd never heard The Wind. Well, I've heard that big swooshy wind. I mean, what, you, you like that wind noise. I, well, it's not that I like it. I've just, I just appreciate everything within this song. And I, I said it earlier, and I'll, I'll say it again. The solo at the end of this song gets all the plaudits. And I've, I don't have a problem with that. But there are, there are multiple layers, the bass included, that carry that solo like a wave to the, end, to the ultimate end of the, of the song. So everything that, that is, enables the solo to hold such high regard in people's minds, I, I have no problem with. And that, and that's the layers within the song. And there's a lot of them. It's a big wave. It's a massive wave. I find it overproduced, badly mixed in places. Mm. Um, there's just too much going on. And I don't really like the solo. No, well, that is an issue. Hmm. It is. It is. And I will now throw caution to the wind, yeah. as I say. And I literally, I am throwing caution to the wind. Good. Saying this on a Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, where it's clear that everyone loves <laughs> wet sand. Well, I think a lot of people do like it, but maybe you, you will be leading the, leading the line of, of hatred. Well, I'm not... I just to say, <laughs> I don't hate wet sand. No. I like wet sand. But Th- maybe people will join you. This isn't an offensive charge against the song. No. Now, I don't, if you, you like wet sand, hand I don't actually want to change your mind I just don't like it I, I, I like it it's alright do you feel as if there's a possibility that this song is a little bit too advanced for you yes <laughs> <laughs> so shall we um, shall we just acknowledge the great Vachante scream and the great myth roll yes. going into the oh, song yeah. so, I, I mean they are highlights them, aren't they yeah they are it, and 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 move away and check that this is recorded. Yeah, a great song. I said it. I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. It' there's really good work vocally from the Swan here, and I, and I think that agreed needs agreed. to be acknowledged. Flea works his socks off all the way through. Agreed. right to the bitter end. John does some really good work, both vocally. Although there's not that there's practically no backing vocals in the first third of the song. No, maybe the first half of the song we'll say it, we'll up it to a half I'm happy to yeah it's been up so it is a half and Chad again holds it solid There, there is some interesting features here like the the hi-hat at the beginning to let it be there's a lot of lovely snare rolls snare to Tom and there's a lot of those you know those rolls that go off the the wrong hand all of that's notable and then you've got the, the big roll at the end okay and the yeah yeah and that that stuff is great um if you're a fan of wind then of course you're in it. you're in because there's at least two wind noises <laughs> okay look we're gonna move past uh, wet sand we've got to because sand, we've been recording sand, yeah. this episode of the podcast for two hours now we're, still, and on we, we're still on wet sand okay sam you like it more than i do i think it's okay you clearly have a, a great deal of love for it i love seeing And that's yeah, well. the beautiful subjectivity of music It is, it is, it is. Oh, hey, coming out of hay. And after the slightly contentious issues of the last song... Well, whether and they were contentious. as they certainly were. I see you the, turned the light on. Yeah, I have, yeah. It was getting a bit dark. Right. Are you worried about your bill? Yeah, it's coming out of my pocket now. That one bulb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's two, two. bulbs. It's double bulb. Well, wow, so I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll stick 50p in a metre. No, it's all right. I'm happy to stump up for my own lecky. That's good news. <laughs> um, coming out of hay. That is... Almost perfect, if not perfect. Oh, thank you on board. board. That is a great, beautiful, wonderful song. Mm, it is, and we we spoke about the liquid silk of of at the start of uh, Wet Sand, but this this is liquid silk. Yeah, I think the Swan and John's vo- vocal, yeah, um, well, performance yeah. here together is absolutely beautiful. It's. Because the song is so sparse, because what you've got is just Flea playing that those kind of two-note dyads on the bass, yes. and John playing on that intro verse section just double stops. There's not a lot going on. Chad's no. drum's very simple. Yeah, but Chad's drums really hold it together. With It's such a tight snare on this track as well. Hey, I mean, he always has a tight snare, but you can really pick up on it. And I, I love it. I, I love his drum part. It holds it together. It fills it, fills it up and yeah as you say coming out of wet sound where it was so layered this is just for... well the great yeah. thing about this is is the it's the anti layer to the point where on the guitar solo there's nothing else playing apart from the bass and the drums and the lead guitar there's no cover guitar to fill the track yeah. out it's so sparse yeah and that allows when the, the swan to really shine through yeah and i th- i think I've always I always love the way that the Chili's put a lot of thought into the the ordering of the tracks, and coming out of a, such a heavily produced song like Wet Sand, into this is, is is genius as well because it allows both of the songs to shine in their own right. Here's uh, as I said, got some uh, notes from uh, the uh, Condensing Ambassador Max Feinstein. finally Here's what he had to say about the Swan. Here, the Swan is a star. Some of his most cohesive work, grounded, vulnerable, and tender. Mm. And I think that is spot on yeah I would absolutely agree with that there's there is he, he's he's never he, he's he's not a a tender man per se, is he he's he, particularly in the '80s and 90s he was quite a you know a, a macho man, would we say I would say he came across as a macho man, certainly yeah but I'd say he's been tenderized over the years as you might tenderize a steak. With a hammer, yes. <laughs> with one of those hammers, a small metal hammer with a wooden, no, a wooden hammer with a wooden metal, metal with, nodules with, on it. Right, yeah. So maybe he has been tenderized in that form by by a, p- presumably a much larger wooden hammer. Well, no, a, a larger man holding that hammer. You yeah, know, a giant. Yes, if you'd like, um, oh, the BFG. He could do it, but would he? I mean, no, he was too friendly. Yeah. Those more unfriendly giants in <laughs> the PFG. The green giant? I'm not even sure he's so busy with his sweet corn. Oh, no, he's jolly, though. He wouldn't tenderise the swine. <laughs> so it's difficult to identify <laughs> exactly, exactly <laughs> which, which giant tenderised the swine. But someone's done it, I, I th- and I think Feinstein knows this as well. Well, Max, if you know... Well, I'm sure he knows he's been tenderised. Mm-hmm. If you know which giant tenderised the swan, please uh, email, uh, please send me a message on Reddit. Yeah, or send me send it to uh, Sam Towns and Music at... Uh, oh, that w- whatever ridiculous it was I website said, that it? he invented. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other, oh, I've turned over because there's a line here and we're talking about the swan being tender, which is really, really... Tender. Wait, it's it's <laughs> mega tender. And it is the line where he says... I've turned to the wrong page. <laughs> hey, what would you say if I changed? Change everything but my name. Mm. Now, what? That is so vulnerable. What kind of relationship do you have to be in? Where, or how vulnerable in that relationship do you have to be, or so dependent on that relationship, mm, or so, so in you love would with change someone. everything but your name mm. in order to be able to stay with them? Equally if you are in a relationship with someone and in order to stay in the relationship you have to change everything but your name you're in the wrong yeah. relationship <laughs> yeah i have read that down just, if you have to do this then you are <laughs> in the, the, the wrong relationship I've written yeah and I think that's probably true but ultra tender delivery yeah <laughs> absolutely I mean the sentiments are spot on but they're misplaced <laughs> now oh I've gone back to Wet Sand it said uninspiring <laughs> I think none of this song is uninspiring no some of this um, uh, the small drum sound is great Flea's bass dyads are great now a, a B-T-P a bass technical point oh wow a dyad is essentially well it is where you're playing two notes that imply a chord right and it's that lovely sound oh, Flea was so excited about this bass line um, that he uh, he was worried that when he showed it to the band Oh, that um, they wouldn't react to it in the way that he is hoping they would do. And um when Let's they were jamming it. it Rick has said, Rick Rubin, chessboard master, mm. that as he was he was hearing this sound and there was two two practice rooms and he was just hoping that was coming from the, the Chili Peppers room. Because it's so so good. Yeah, it is. It's it's a it's just a brilliant example of the four of them sounding so good together there are a couple of other layers that come in later on well do you get those nice swelling strings yeah um, yeah it's nothing it's nothing too unusual no and it's nothing overpowering either no. this is the, the overdubs which are minimal here are okay in yeah. the mix yeah they sit nicely john's backing vocals are are just incredible and, and actually while i was listening to this today i, I thought back to blood sugar and I thought back to the swan, you know, singing so tenderly here, and back to Blood Sugar. There's no way he would have delivered this back then. Wait, well, his voice has grown here. Yeah, because even if you compare this delivery to, say, the the, the softer songs on Blood Sugar, say, and um, I could have lied, lied, maybe under the bridge. Yeah, I mean, he is tender on those songs. But he hasn't been tenderized by a big time <laughs> no, quite as much no, as he. But as I, ju- I, I thats right. And I, I think maybe it's, it's a maturity. Maybe we've described it. Would describe and also, it you, your voice develops with age as well, and it, it yeah. get, it, maybe it gets richer. He's obviously over those years when he started singing more, <laughs> yeah. through Callie, and by the way, was you know he had vocal. Coaching. I think yeah, know I think I think as you say, your, your voice does develop naturally, and the, this was a real high point for him in terms of his his ability and his. Not just it within his vocal delivery, but also his, you know, his his character and his maturity as a person. He was able to write this kind of thing and deliver it like this, and it's beautiful. And but John as well, you know, you think back to John's backing vocals in in the Blood Sugar era, they're fantastic, but they're they're not as mature as this. I mean, he sounds so good here on a number of levels that I, you know, just wouldn't have been possible before this probably even during by the way and we know how good he was then as well yeah you see, you see the progression with with john's i think john's backing vocals peak and maintain from by the way yeah yeah i think you're probably right it's just it, combined with the swan at this level they it just i think it, the swan actually lifts john and allows john to like you say maintain his level but Sounds better because of what the swan is able to do with well, him. Yeah, I think they both sound better because of each other, because oh, they: do. There's such a juxtaposition against each other um, that when, when the swan is singing and John's yeah. an octave up: yeah. there's a little oh, more it's useful. incredible. Yeah, no, and John doesn't like you say, John doesn't even have to be playing off him. he can just be singing the same thing as you say, an octave up and there's, there's a lovely bit in this song. Um, Joe, oh, I've turned over to the wrong page again hang on there's a lovely bit in the song a really tight doubling it's it's the line uh, and now I walk alone and talk about it when I know oh the word just like to say and now I walk alone and talk about it when I know and there you go and John is hitting those exact inflections that the swan yeah. is doing because yeah. he's doubling that vocal yes and, and it's it's perfect yeah and I love that delivery from the swan it's, it's ultimately punchy I think yeah, it is, I love I love singing. Since we did the last recording of this album, I've been listening to. I can have a shower in the time it takes to listen to Wet Sand and this, and then the first half of um, Desecration Smile. So I've been singing. That's an interesting fact. I, uh, so, I've been singing. <laughs> so your shower routine—you have got quite tight shower routine. Though. Oh, I'm pretty swift. Yeah, I don't mess around. That, to me, that's quite long. I think I could have, definitely fully shower in. Wet sand, during wet sand. I used to, when I was an an avid online poker player and uh, you only get five minutes per hour. I absolutely mastered the art of the five minute shower. But now I take a little longer, maybe 12 minutes. You're more relaxed about it. I am. You're more relaxed about it. That's nice. I think that comes with age. Well, as a maturing voice comes with age, so does the showering sequence. (laughs) Exactly. Let's talk about John's lead guitar for a minute here fine you don't want to talk more about my showering house? we'll do that off air it's fine John has two nice there's, there's two lovely lead parts here that, the first one is that interlude which he then and this is going to be uh, we're going to talk about this on the next few songs He's, John's going to play a lead line which is then carried on as the swan comes back in singing yes and it's such a nice clean guitar sound here and it's so sparse and as that develops throughout the song, that'll come back in that lead line. But he'll develop it and just throw in... Later on in the song, when he does a very similar thing, he'll just throw in a couple of extra flicks and tricks. And yeah. A little fill uh, here. And that enables the song to, you know... It's just a little level up. Yeah, it just it levels it up. I, 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 I feel compelled to talk about the solo. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's masterful. Yeah. It's flawed what (laughs) well there is a mistake oh yeah but that's what but that's part of it and that's always been part of how you know how the chillies record yeah and especially yeah and especially in the the kind of the John era I I feel in this album there's on this album there's a lot of solos that feel like first passes to me yeah and they and because that's the way John has done John has done it yeah but certainly on blood sugar, he, he might have just done something once and said, "Right, if there's mistakes, then we'll yeah, stick right it Yeah, leave it in. Yeah, and that it's—it's. It's, I mean, it, it's so well performed, but there is that one that mistake. catch. Yeah. yeah, but that's no no problem. And importantly, and I've—we've I've, said this before. It's not just the solo itself, but how it re-enters the song, and this flows incredibly well. It does, and, and Max has said about the solo. And this is a great word to describe the song. He said, assertive, assertive, I can't even fucking say it. Assertive kasar, catharsis. <laughs> Sorry, what am I trying to say? Assertive, assertive catharsis, catharsis, rewarding restraint. And it is, it's that catharsis. Because yeah. that just more broken up sound on the main solo is absolutely lovely. Yeah, a, yeah, that's right. And that, of course, and it's wah as well. Yeah, It's a yeah. classic uh, John kind of pentatonic-y wah-based solo. But it works so well yeah it's incredible and, and it does you know you listen to that and every time I listen to it I close my eyes mm. and I do feel that level of catharsis but it's got it's, I think what works in solos like this is he's got a couple of repeating a repetition of a couple of phrases yeah. where he kind of really digs into the strings and yeah. you can hear the bite that he's getting from that pushed sound mm. and also there's that big big there's a big bend which he just releases over a, a couple of bars so it just brings it down Mm. And he's pushing that with the treble of the one. Yeah, and 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 but I think I think Max might have just knocked this right on the head actually because it is restrained. He doesn't get carried away. He doesn't. It's not too showy. It's just perfect. Yeah. but well, I think that's, that's that's that for the guitar solo. Yeah. You need to say no more about that. Yeah, incredible it's, it's, thing. It's an incredible, you know, thirty seconds. Well, we got. You noticed the rim shot. Jack's yes. written in about the rim shot. Well, I, I would just like to pat myself on the back, actually, because I was listening to it on the headphones and I heard the rim shot. I didn't know that Jack had said about it. Well, can I pat myself on the back? Because I've written down one rim shot leading into the intro guitar. So we all heard it. If you're listening, Jack, please pat yourself on the back. Oh, yeah, bro, but please, do. not just for that, but for all of the notes you've given us. Yeah, I mean, there's, there are nice touches here from, from the myth. Switches to the ride. Yeah, for, for the for the big chorus, the the hey, you know. yeah. I mean, I love a ride switch. Yeah, I use it myself regularly. And when I say regularly, how often do you use it? Very irregularly. <laughs> it's a classic irregular. I don't regular. play drums that often, but when I do, I love switching to the ride. Jack also says the fill leading into the bridge is filled with ghost notes, which is what makes it sound interesting. He then moves to the ride cymbal during the bridge to bring up, and goes back to the hi hats during the solo. So then, closing that sound yeah. down so that John can play that. Yeah, and I, I, I love, you know, if 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 the myth is feeling as if he, you know, he can't go crazy here. He's so he is a bit restrained and and a bit constrained in terms of what he can do. But it's about what you do within those constraints to give it variety, give it layers, give it you know nuance. And he does it so well with all of those things that Jack's just said. Well, I think this song is, as I said, it's almost perfection. Callie, what do you think about this song?
2: Um, I, it was, well, I remember listening to it for the first time in, when was it released? 2006, six, seven? Two
0: 2005.
2: Um, and that was one of the standout tracks on the album for me Better Than Wet Sand. Yeah. Um, I think, well, the, the Twitter poll that you did. As long as yeah, you this passed. song... This I song, think it goes this, largely... on that feature and Wet Sand yeah, won it or, 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 or drew it. Or drew it due to a misplaced vote. I'm astounded by that.
0: Well, The Swan has said that this song is sometimes overlooked, he thinks, by the younger generation maybe or people that haven't had so much life experience. It's not one... I mean, this is a far cry from those sexy punk boys. I,
2: oh, I think everything about this song is good. The vocals are astounding. The line yeah, yeah. is brilliant. The guitar work is brilliant. The the backing vocals are great. Yeah, it is. Are great. It's, like, there's not a bad thing to say about it as far as I'm
0: concerned. It, I agree, and I think it's a mature performance. And maybe that's what the Swan is touching on when he says, you know, maybe overlooked. I mean, I I don't know anyone who overlooks this. So maybe then you again, I don't. I don't have you any young people. I don't know many people. Well, and no, I mean, every, you know. Everyone you know is in this house.
2: Was it released as a single?
0: No, no. No, no. No, it's, it really is a high point. If that would have been, if they'd released it as a single, it would have been, I think, as bad as when R.M. released Ebo the Letter as a single.
1: Mm.
0: And it was a, it's great songs, but not necessarily single material. No, no, not single material. And this is the last song on the first disc, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. So It's a nice close. It is a lovely close. Yeah. So shall we close now on "Hey" and move on to disc two, which starts with "Desecration Smile," which is—I will s- spoiler alert—it's fucking brilliant. Well, I'm interested to see. I mean, obviously, you've certainly given away a certain amount there, <laughs> but I'm interested to see what, whether you like the song. It's—it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely bloody awesome, mate. Well, we've, well, because we've never really spoken about "Desecration Smile," and I—I I like it. Well, I was going to say, I'd be interested to see what you think about it. Yeah. you just spoiled it. Okay. So we can, we can now move on from Desecration Smile. Yeah. Directly Tell Tummy Baby. Oh, I geez. can tell you what I think about that. It's a load of baloney. <laughs> and, <then, laughs> and then we'll go on from there, shall we? Yeah. All right, cheers. Bye. Okay, so for these last four songs, I picked up um, Jack Johnson's Drum Ambassadors notes uh, the day after recording. So I'm going to drop him in before myself and Sam discuss each song so that you he can hear what he's got to say about uh, somebody who knows what they're talking about, talking about the drums, instead of me and Sam blathering on about it. So, Desecration Smile. Jack says that he loves the fact that the intro and outro production on the drums is different from the rest of the track. It's great. Um, some kind of ghost notes, or a little reverb on there. I think Sam and myself are going to discuss this. Um, lovely snare drag at 30 seconds leading into the fill, going into the verse. Um, really got to listen to that through, kind of, uh, through good headphones or really give it a good listen. Uh, sort of similar to the intro from Save the Population. Switching to the rise symbol for the choruses using that half bell, that, that half, bell half symbol technique again, which we've spoken about. And I'm um, saying that at 3.53, Chad's rhythm from the fill is matched by the guitar in the left ear from John, which is nice. It uh, makes a bit of a switch up from normally um, Flea and Chad locking in, into unison. And tambourine is introduced in, in the uh, double chorus. So who needs Mario Refresco? <laughs> and apologies. Uh, I always forget how to say that name. So back to me and Sam. Coming out of desecration, Smile there. Yes. Uh, and as you said before we listened to it, it's a song that we've never really talked about. No, and I think, uh, you know, we should do that now. <laughs> it would be the perfect time. I think it is. Um, I absolutely love it. Yeah, I love it. I, I love it. I adore it. Um, what's better than Adore? J'adore. Oh, it's just French for I adore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful, wonderful song. I think the first time I picked up on this this song, was when they played that gig on Top of the Pops outside BBC Broadcasting House. TOTP. Yeah. Oh, I call it Top. Top. Um, and they played Desecration Smile. There. They were playing, they played Danny Snow. Under the famously, Bridge, but they yes. threw in Desecration Smile. Mm. And it, I just thought, what a great song. Well, again, I, I think it's a song that they enjoy. And um, it, why not? There's a lot to enjoy here. Uh, it's a song with a little bit of history. Apparently they... L'histoire. Uh Yeah, well, well we. Uh, they had written it, but it didn't have such a good chorus. And they were playing it before they started tracking the album. Yes. And Rick Rubin himself. Big Ricky Rubin big Ricky Rubin man of the chessboard, suggested that they well, write a better chorus. Well, that's right. And apparently they played it in, at uh, a show and Paul McCartney was there. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you watched the same Steady Arcadian, making of Stadion Arcadian videos uh, that I have? Could be, could be. <laughs> uh, McCartney was there. He seemed to enjoy it. He, did, he said this is a, this is a, this is a tune. He, he said nice change. Yeah, tuneage. Yeah. Did he say that? <laughs> no, well, conceivably. He's not Davina McCall, though, is it? no.
1: Choo!
0: Carney,
2: went like that. Yeah. No, he'd
0: have, he'd have said it more like this, as he's from Liverpool. Oh, well, that's a good one. Lord, that was good. Why lad? you, lad? <laughs> you've, you've, moved, <laughs> you've moved over to JJ country. Oh, of course. Um, My geographical knowledge of accents is... Uh, literally terrible. Limited. What I love about the song, it's something that I've done in the first ever... I write a Christmas song for Vanessa every year. You do, yeah, at Christmas? Uh no, I often write it before Christmas so that it's ready for Christmas. Easter. I have written one during Easter. Yeah. Um however Go on. What the first ever song I wrote had a, a had a chord progression which was not in the song at all until the end of the chord until the end of the song where it repeated. Right. It's exactly what happens with Desecration Smile. Yes. Yeah. I wrote um that song which is called A Million Times in Mm. 1999 right i'm wondering if the chilies heard that it's unlikely it's unlikely but not impossible i would say it's almost impossible because i didn't ever record it it's so early (laughs) moving back towards this particular song oh yeah, yeah yeah, um it's high for this one go on yeah it's you know when i sing this it's you have to put you have to concentrate Uh, And the the very fact that it's high in his register pushes John's backing vocals up, or his, you know, his lead backing vocals at times pushes them right up. But they're gorgeous. Well, the great thing, I think this song's trademark, is the fact that the swan will sing three quarters of a verse and John will then sing the last line of the previous line. Yeah, the last line of the previous line. Yeah, and... And that works brilliantly because the reason it works is because the swan is loosely rhyming all three of his lines Mm. and then John is repeating the line, so it is an exact thing from Mm. from the previous line. It works perfectly. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Can I just go back to that intro section a bit more? Sure. I'd love to. On that intro, um, it's really nice because it changes from... um, and a kind of happy, happy beginning. Mm. And then it descends down because they're their major um, chords. It, then it goes into E minor. So it, get, it goes from E, e major to e, e minor. So you get a really happy part of the song, that, that intro. Mm. And then once you get into the actual body of the song, it, it feels a lot more sad. So optimistic to downbeat. Sure. Um, yeah, I- Flea and Chad on that section of the song are absolutely brilliant. That first intro part. Because, you know, Chad's doing a... What's he doing now? It's loads of busy work on the drums. Well, there's more ghost notes. Is that what it is? Yes. Well, presumably, if you're talking about the part of the song that I think you're talking about. The very beginning of the song, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) There's definitely ghost notes in there, I believe. And Flea is covering, doing some great bass work. Yeah, yeah. Nice and simple, but still great. Yeah, that's right. And... uh, the, John's a lot of John's work here on the, on the acoustic is very, very straightforward well that's why when it, goes, when it then changes to the more the minor key part what you consider the, the start of the song the mm. body of the song um, John is playing very very you call them simple acoustic chords actually the mm. first thing that he's playing is a C sharp minor slash G sharp and he's stretching across four frets to do it big I, reach yeah I played it on where he's got big hands well, he has. I played it on the acoustic guitar to see what it felt like. It didn't feel good. It was tough. Yeah, it felt horrible. And um, Flea then starts having a just. A, he's then playing kind of lead bass against those simple chords. Yeah, it is. A, it's obviously technically difficult, but and I, I think they all pull it off very well, obviously, but. Looking at the title of the song "Desecration Smile," it seems as if it's a difficult song for the Swan because he obviously feels desecrated, but but smiling. But over the years, of course, he's been through a lot, and yet he's left with, you know, and John. But they're they're still smiling, but they acknowledge what they've what they've been well, through. Well, the Swan has said this. This is a about the dark side of love yeah and it was written about heather heather christie who he was in a relationship with from 2004 to 2009 <laughs> <laughs> right facts
1: yeah they're um, facts
0: uh, they're facts people very rarely would you find an actual facts on this <laughs> no i mean i was speculating. um apparently she's only she was only 18 mm. when um she likes the rolling stones mm. she took the shortcut to being fully grown mm. Um, and apparently he got his fingers wet. No, he was sanitising his fingers, wasn't he? Of course he was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but apparently, as of March 2018, they're in a custody battle for Son Everly Bear, which is... Oh, God. Well, that's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. But we you know, moved past that. Yeah. Um, just great stuff so far in that so- in Desecration of Smile. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant vocals again from this one. They're high, but he's pulling them. Yeah. But, but we've had a, an amazing intro. We've gone into some great work. An intro with great work from Chad... John Anfley, into the body of the song, where the swan is great, into those verses where John is on top form. Yeah, he's shining through. Um, and it keeps, then you get that second, verse one, second half, John comes in and left it doing the la-la-las. The yes. La-la-las. Yes. Yeah, I prefer la-la-la. Yeah, but he says,
1: la-la-la.
0: Oh, well, that's true. But I think he would still pronounce it la-la-la, wouldn't he? Well, why is he singing it la-la-la? Is it like when I sing my songs, no, I have no, to no, sing no, like an American? Yeah, well, exactly. I But mean, he, well, he is, is American. American. Yeah. So maybe he would call it a la-la-la. Now, the last la, and this is at 108, time stamp 108. This is very specific, and I noticed at this time. He holds it for a long, long time, and it sounds like it's being processed through, the old, um, through one of his guitar pedals. Mm. It holds and it changes. It goes a little bit swirly. Right. Next time you listen to it, timestamp 108. Okay. 108, that is. Well, check it out, people. Now, Chorus 1, the Na Na Na's. Not for Max. Feinstein. Not for the Condenser. The Na's. He didn't like them so much. No. What did you make of the Na's? Na well, Na Na Na? Yeah, na, I like... Na. You know, I think it's uplifting. Um, and for me, it, it adds to the song. It adds to the feel of the song. I have to say, I went back on uh, getting ready for the show. I went back and looked at that live at top of the pop performance. Yeah, and on the first chorus, John doesn't do the Nas, He does. He sings the chorus. Right. So and it's much preferable mm-hmm. to me. Okay. Well, maybe you and Max are on to something there. Well, maybe we're both condensers. Who knows? But I it's think a, we're all going to have to be condensers once you know the shit hits the fan, so to speak. And it will. Yeah, it it's inevitable. Now, chorus one. As the choruses come in, it builds again because instead of just the acoustic, we've been used to. There's a slightly pushed electric guitar. There comes it is. In, yes, that's right, and which, I like that, which is nice. And then it goes into a kind of dan- after that first chorus it goes into a Danny California-ish sounding single little lead line. Mm, yes that's right and we we talked about in the last song that that would then carry on when the swan comes back in and that happens in this song as well Mm. so it's just building by adding lead lines which I quite like yeah I couldn't agree more I really couldn't (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what else we got to say about that song The Bridge what do you make of The Bridge I like it (laughs) 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 <laughs> Flea, Flea plays a really fast descending line on it, which is really good. What well, does? What struck me actually was the myth. You know, he's obviously solid mm. as always, but I'm I'm really starting to appreciate the the value of a snare to Tom role. Yeah, because as they go out of um, as they go out of the bridge into the next section of the song. Yeah. Flea's playing that descending line. Yeah, and he. The myth doubles it. He follows flea down. Yeah, that's it. And from the snare down the rack toms. Exactly, and all you know. A lot of his roles are like that, and quite often the the toms and and the floor toms get lost. But when you actually really put your ear to it, they they just they they, they, they meld into the overall sound of the song. But they also add to it in a way which is invaluable. Well, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Phil, as we trail off on Desecration, smile. Do you love it? I love it, and I love I love the vocals. I love again the chemistry between the Swan and John. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I love the line "slow to finish, quick to start." Do you? Because I've always imagined that to mean for the Swan. Go on. That he's slow to finish, yet <laughs> <laughs> quick to start. Slow to finish is And what does to he? Finish. What does he love? Having sex. Yes. Yeah, so he's go. slow to finish. He jumps in quickly. Yeah. He's quick to start the act of love making, but he's he can last for hours during the act of love making. <laughs> Callie, <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask for a yes or no answer. I'm um, brutal. Did do you like desecration smile?
2: Uh, not. Not as much as you guys. I, I think it's uh, it's a, it's an average song. Okay,
0: but do you agree that the line "slow to finish, quick to start" is a reference to the act of love-making. Physical love making. I mean, probably, yeah. Yeah. Okay. well
2: I, I think the bass line I love. I think
0: hmm.
2: really, really good. I think the vocals are okay. I think the guitar is okay. <laughs> I think the drums are okay. Uh, uh. I, think, I think the backing vocals are a bit whiny. Right. And a little (laughs) bit lazy, if I'm honest. Wa wa was and ma ma ma's. And And na na na's.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for coming. And uh, what I'll do, Sam, in the edit is uh, when I said (laughs) yes or no, Callie started, he went, no. (laughs) To say not, I'll just cut it off on the no. Yeah. And uh, go from
1: there. (laughs)
0: Okay, first of all, Jack's notes about... Joe uh, Ambassador's notes about Tell Me Baby. Um, he knows it doesn't get a lot of love from RHCP fans, um, himself included, but Chad is bringing in the power on this one. Um, again, the production makes you feel like you're in the room with him while he's playing. Kick drum pattern is some of his best work since Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Matching what Flea's doing on the bass and is playing ghost notes, powerful and funky. Simplifies the kick drum pattern in the chorus. And plays a syncopated offbeat on the hi-hats. Matches up with the kind of melody that John's playing. Certainly Sam and myself talk about that. Nice fast snare roll at 3.02 leading into guitar solo. And Chad's also matching Flea's rhythm in the fill. Leading out the solo into the last chorus. So thanks Jack and we're going back over to Ben and Sam. Okay then. That was Tell Me Baby. Tell me baby. I will. (laughs) (laughs) I have historically Mm. dis... I've not had a dislike for this song particularly. I've just been so ambivalent about it. Sure. It's been unbelievable. I think, you know, we had that song recently that came out where some guy put into a bot, just do a a typical chilli song. Yes, that's right. I feel, I've always felt that you just, that this is that song. A little bit like that, yeah. Yeah, it's it's generic chillies. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Has your opinion changed? It has changed slightly, right? In fact, I've been quite quite enjoying listening to it. Well, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I've been very very snotty about this song. You have in the past, yes. Up to well, Re-li- like these re-listens and yes. really listening to what's happening. And I've I was lucky enough to win a really good pair of headphones in a raffle. Yes, that were worth couple of hundred quid hundreds of pounds maybe maybe three or four i can't remember Well, i was lucky enough to purchase oh shall we do the sponsors then oh yes actually we we should do this week's (laughs) sponsor because it is a big one we'll get into it um obviously as you know traditionally we've been sponsored by much smaller breweries and uh we appreciate all the support that they've given us but this week i was approached by an internationally recognized uh beer maker who are they and uh, it's Amstel, Ooh, Amstel lovely. of Amsterdam. The champions. Yes, it came to me on uh, this afternoon. In fact, did uh, it? It was a late, late one. They came to me. They said we'd love to get behind the podcast. We love what you do. We love Ben and Sam and Simon and Simon indeed. And uh, yeah, they they offered me eight cans, lovely, uh, for a nominal fee. Yes, and uh, I I was delighted to accept the sponsorship so thank you Amstel. was the nominal fee the recommended retail price it was well, again it was yes it was uh, eight pound as you can see i've been sponsored again this week by generic cool, generic blue cool box indeed really done a great job look inside i put this ice in yes seven hours ago <laughs> Still solid as a rock. Listen to that. So... Incredible. Carling and generic blue cool box. can recommend them more. So we've got... We've got... Really, we've got two really famous beers tonight. And that's fantastic, I think. Yeah. It just goes to show where we are as a podcast. And a nondescript cool box. And a nondescript cool box. But three sponsors for a podcast that's only 27 episodes old. Even at 29 or 8. Yes. 29, this is. Even at 29, I think that's an achievement. Not bad at all. And they were all completely fake. Well, that's (laughs) amazing. So, what I noticed with with these headphones was a lot more things coming through. Yes. Well, I I was going to say, you you were lucky enough to win a quality pair of headphones. I was lucky enough to purchase a quality pair. Is this this another sponsorship? No, it's not. But I I sense that I'm going to second what you're about to say. Okay. Would you like to try to first it by going first if you're that confident well as you say there's a there's a lot going on i first the first thing that struck me actually was the piano ah the counterpoint piano to john's finger pick section at the beginning yes yes Gorgeous. I, don't think, I don't think you necessarily need a quality pair of headphones to pick up on that though. no but i did hmm. today yes uh which and i loved it and actually i almost felt as if the that that, that section of guitar was um cut short ah now there's, there's section. I, I don't think it's, it's cu- what do you mean cut off just you know the heavy bass the, 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 main, the main section of the song just comes in a little too quickly for ah no I don't think so I think it goes on for the perfect length of time okay there's, Max makes the point that the first chorus goes on for too long right which I completely agree with but that section for me is fine fine that's fine. just a nice little intro it is second song in a row that we've had a an intro section if you like yeah which is nice um, when, when Flea and Chad come in, this is a punishing, progressive, and powerful Flea bass line. It it's is. one of my favourites. That's why I, I, I talked about the headphones, because the bass that was coming through those mm. headphones was so good. Mm. It's such a great bass line, that verse bass line. That yeah, Flea yeah. And, and, and we've said it before, haven't we? You know, songs where Chad, Flea, and John are just... It's so in sync and playing such great stuff. And the Swan doesn't necessarily deliver on the vocals, but his vocals are a little bit clunky here. Well, the thing is, the problem I have is they match up with the guitar line, and I think the guitar line is clunky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've written here, if you just took out the, the guitar line, mm. you'd have a, such a great intro anyway. And the Swan, I feel, is too closely following yeah. the guitar line. Yeah, there's, there's something about it which has always bugged me. And, and it may well be that, but I, I would just like to say... Chocolate oranges are available from Rollinsons. Yes, and Chitty Chitty Baby When Your Nose Is In Nitty Gritty. Lovely, Mr. Life Kingdus. can be a little sweet, but life can be a little shitty. Classic rhymes. Boston <laughs> City... i lost it. Those rap sections... Max says he's not too keen on those sections, but doesn't quite know why. It's the execution, maybe. He likes the theory. Mm. I like those sections, but did you notice that the lead vocal line that uh, the Swan's delivering during the verses is straight down the centre? Yes. When it goes to those rap sections, his vocals double, and they go left to right. Yeah. And they're delivering the same lyric to the same... in exactly... in synchronicity with each other. Yes. But they're two slightly different vocal deliveries it's really clever yeah and, and I, I love that bit yeah I, I like both of those bits I, I think they, they offer a, you know a change and like you say the, the way they've been recorded and the way they're delivered is, is, is actually spot on so I've got no major problems with them I mean they are you know the chitty chitty baby when you get me in the nitty gritty when your nose is in the nitty gritty well quite But, but what, so, now, so some of the some of the content is questionable But I forgo the content Hmm. what I like about it is it's not often you hear some creative swan um, vocal mixing you get a load of John vocal mixing being really well done and panning left and right here you've got a swan vocal going from dead centre to left and right with some subtle differences on the delivery yeah and And that's nice i give them kudos for that yeah and and I've always said if you like what you hear if you like the sound that a singer is making it doesn't necessarily matter what they're saying no, I think a lot of the time on the Chillies, what I noticed a lot on watching those st- Making the Stadium Arcadian videos was that Flea was saying, well, I don't know what the lyrics are. Mm. I know a couple of the lines. Yeah. It's just the rhythm. And what the Swan is really good at is vocal melodies. Yes. Of course not they're. here, not on this song, when he's matching John's guitar line. We just both agreed that's bad. No, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, as Josh openly spoke about after he would left the band, you know, he he loved the fact that the Swan could could sing to any melody, anything that was put in front of him. He could come up with something, mm. whether it's good, indifferent, or good or bad, mm. is not the point. But the the, the number of songs the Chilis write mean that there, there's enough, there, there's always going to be enough quality stuff there. Yeah, I think I think that's right. And like I write songs, and sometimes you just can't come up with. I come up with a yeah. lovely guitar part, and I I can't put something across. You Can't the top find it. it, yeah. Anthony won't answer my calls. No, because I want him to rap about the nitty gritty on some mm. of my songs. Yeah, exactly. And that you know, I think there, there's a, there's a time in everybody's life, and in, in in the in the, ba- in the life of every band, where the uh, the nitty gritty needs to be addressed. Yeah, because life it, can be a little shitty. It can. Boston, Kansas something. City. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, um, let's move forward. Let's plough forward. There's something about a fiddy. Ah, fiddy cent. In the club. God bless him. Lovely. He's still alive. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't I was ready to start. <laughs> Cheers, fiddy. If you want to come on the podcast. Yeah. Will we, 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 no, we, 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 f- we have fiddy I mean, cent? I'm not on? a massive fan of fiddy cent. Well, I know in the club. If he wants, to, ca- if he wants to come on. Then presumably we'll I have it. We're, we're well, Just because, this. Uh, the, if I know anything about Philly Cent, is he's unintelligible. Uh, right, well... All the bully, bully, Philly in the club. Well, put it this way. If he said he wanted to come on, we'd have a decision to make, wouldn't we? We would. And it would be, you know, a, a, good, a good position to be in, I, I guess. Yeah, but I don't think we need to... to it's too much it's it, really. it. <laughs> okay, into the chorus. Chaz rolls into the chorus is nice, and then you get... Oh, yeah, he does some really big snare rolls. Oh, yeah, what's great is, yeah, he does the snare roll into when the song kicks off. Yeah. And then into the chorus. Instead of just doing a straight snare roll, he does the old snare to Tom. Yeah. Which is a nice little mix-up. He does mm. do some nice rolls there. But then he goes on to that offbeat hi-hat. Mm. And that just sounds like... It's better than that on the record. Well, it is. But it's great use of the hi-hat and it's great hi-hat control. Yeah, it is. It's great. He, he, we agree it's great he's, think, on this one. Well, he's a master isn't he he <laughs> yeah. is i would go as far as say a myth <laughs> yeah he's an exceptionally good drummer the he's best, almost good enough to perform in a world famous band for a number of decades <laughs> flea's baseline here is he's got a very powerful baseline on the verses here he goes into a more i don't know i, I would say silky but we've we've got we've yeah, spoken we about need, silk yeah it's such a lovely bass line. It sounds like he's sliding up some strings. Yeah. This is a workout for Flea. Once he slide, I love it when Flea slides up. Yeah, it's like on the outro of The Power of Equality. Yeah. Where he's playing, like, from, I think, fret one to fret three and then playing higher up with his... It's just super... Yeah. It's just fantastic to hear. Great stuff. Love the chorus. However, great from Chad, great from um, Flea, but I find it to be such an uninspired chorus. Second, second song, yeah. I'm using the word uninspired. It's... Um, yeah, obviously got, it's, it's, got a, very little say it's a song itself. with a theme isn't it the theme is people coming to la to hopes, to, and, dreams. hopes and dreams and um the, the, as you say it's not a great chorus sometimes the Chili's do suffer from from this when they you know they have a decent song and the chorus doesn't quite stand up but we've just had an example in desecration smile when R- rubin made a point of saying write a better chorus yeah I well mean, imagine how they, bad the chorus must have been on Tommy <laughs> Baby yeah. if this is what they came out with yeah but you know I, I, I still say and I've always said it, I'm surprised they released it as a single but they've always uh, I, they've I, I, always I'm, stood by this song I, and they've I, always said that they love performing it so that's bollocks I'm not surprised they released it as a single because You're it was right. random generated chilies. yes and they would have been pressed by the record label to release this as a single probably because yeah. they might have put forward hey. But the record company's not having that. No. You've got to put forward the... the bam, 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 bam. Yeah, oh, true, you may be right there. But one final thing I would like to say is lazy ending. Well, it's just the, so- the choruses go on for too long in this song. But they they end too many songs on, on this album in the same way.
1: And...
0: I'll do that I haven't picked yeah. up on that yet just in that just like that was that. nice I think not only did you hit that note but for listeners you strummed the guitar, the over. The yeah, I gave it everything I thought it was really nice so just listen out for that kind of ending because they do it they've done it in recent times they've done it more and more often not just on this album on other albums as well and yeah. I don't like it so therefore whenever I hear what, it what's your what's your problem with ending a song like that uh, once is fine okay if you don't tell me baby that's okay yes But don't do it in any future. Don't Don't do it again. Now, I'm going to say, John brings in, second time through on a lot of choruses, he brings in that lovely Moogafuga Murph.
1: Now, Uh, I'll stop you, because I
0: know what you're going to say. You're going to say that Murph stands for Multiple Resonance Filter Array. That's right. Well, I was going to bemoan the lack of tennis. Why? Due to the coronavirus. Right. (laughs) Because of uh, Moogarutha. Oh, of course, <laughs> I thought you got mad. No, I thought you were having a small stroke. Then no. Well, as we know, that Muguruza <laughs> is a Mugafuga. <laughs> yeah, and she hasn't been able to play lately. Well, she hasn't. But if we I talk- did recently see a picture over with Stan Wawrinka, and he's also he was also. Um, one of the percussionists at, some, at one point, wasn't he? He was. His brother, his, yes, his sister. No, it was his sister, wasn't it? Yeah. Stan Vavrinka's sister. So it's great to see. Obviously, the Chilis are tennis fans. I'm eating a Rusk. Yes, <laughs> as always. As We're always. back on the Rusk and tennis podcast. And Vavrinka and Muguruza always are involved. And both. Pat Cash. Oh, God bless him. I mean, he's a rock star as well. He's in a band. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He, he plays guitar. I'll tell you, he should be in a, in a band and who looked like a rock star back in the day, my favourite. Bjorn Borg. No. <laughs> Bjorn Borg, Andre Agassi. Oh, yeah, he did. Until he went bold. Uh, well, yeah, well, you read his book, and he was wearing a wig in the Wimbledon final that he won. He was. Wasn't he? And he was yes. worried about it coming up. Yes. To win a Wimbledon final whilst being worried about boldness is... Well, in those amazing. days, of course, it was, boldness was, was more frowned upon it, than it. Was it was frowned upon. You were uh, not a man if you went bold. No. Or, Andre. Or more of a man. Difficult to tell. No, less of a man. It's before you could shave your head with impunity. Well, some, a lot of people still hold this sort of discriminatory view that someone who has a shaved head is some kind of thug. Or... Now, I think Michael Stipe changed this. I think Michael Stipe single-handedly changed in 1994. Yeah, I just think it's it's such an outdated viewpoint, you know... That uh, there, there are many, many balding men in this world who, who have no other choice but to, to shave their head. Well, let's bring up a, a point that And we... it's not a... It's not a... It's not a crime. It's not a crime, and it doesn't characterise them as being a thug or a, worse. No. What's worse than a thug? Well, I don't want to say. No, fair enough. We brought up in the Wet Sand Deleted track that I have bought... A, yes. After I was sent a link by Adam McGregor from Canada... Unless this wasn't the deleted track and we've just forgotten that we talked about it. Well, He's you have a link to the myth back mm. hair. I found a golf advisor hat with full top coverage. Yes. And I vowed that I would buy a cap with back hair and I will. Fine. So you can be back heavy and I can be top heavy and together yeah. we can be back F- heavy, top heavy brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Fully haired once again. Anyway, that's another bold chat. Yes. Um, the solo, the solo is a bit... The first interlude solo, because mm. there's two solos in the sun. Yes. I really, really like the first guitar solo, the rising note solo. I'm glad to hear that, because I like it. I'm but talk, I didn't think you would. I'm going to talk you through... it. I'm going to do a GTP on this. You tell me why you like it. Do it quicker. <laughs> Will you tell me the GTP and then so I'll... So you can think about why you like yes, it. Okay. Yeah, I so, mean, I hadn't put any thought into it. Well, it's single notes it's four single notes yes he starts and what he's doing is he's pitching them down by he's lowering the tone of the strings by depressing his whammy bar or his tremolo arm that's right if you're American you probably say whammy bar if you're English you probably say tremolo arm well I mean if you're in England and you talk about a wham bar well you'll get a a sweet called a wham yeah it's a chew it's a it's a chew It's 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 essentially what you've known in America as taffy is it it's a sticky taffy is it it's a sticky taffy pudding but yeah, that's a wamba. Yeah. But a tremolo arm is yeah, the same yeah, as something a wamba. It's quite different. Well, well, it's not as sweet. I mean, if stuff. you make uh, your wamba out of taffy. Well, taffy is, I think, actually what. Um, Taffy's Scottish, isn't it? No, it's taffy. <laughs> taffy, <laughs> sorry, Dan. Taffy is essentially. Um, like, you know, Americans was about saltwater taffy. Right. In Friends. Ross goes to get some saltwater taffy yes. from somewhere. Yes. You know, um, what are those chewy sweets that we have? Uh, Toffees? No, taffies. No. <laughs> um, oh, I'm just going to pause it while we think about this. We're back. Opal fruits, yeah. now Starburst. That's so sensual taffy is. Right, so it's a fruit flavoured, chewy substance. Yes. I've never been sure if saltwater taffy actually tastes like salt water. Hmm. Oh, i probably not. I would imagine that salt, saltwater is one of the ingredients. Can David Schwimmer write in? If David Schwimmer would like to come on to the podcast with... Fiddy Scent. Uh, Fiddy Scent. Well, 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 so that. that would be? That would be fantastic. Anyway, back Schwimmer, to... Schwimmer, Scent, Fiddy... And the Townsend Brothers. And Callie. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it would be brilliant. Back, back be, to the solo. bloody full in here. Let's go back to the solo. All right. Okay, so, it's a fortnight solo, essentially. Yes. He's on the Whammy Bar... The wham bar, the taffy. <laughs> he's pitching the note down by depressing the whammy bar. The taffy. The tremolo. Yeah. And then letting it release gradually to hit the pitch. Yes, that's right. And that's very clever. Yeah, it's, it, it's nice. And what he's doing is, the way it's mixed in the song is great as well. Mm. Because the first note, if you've got your headphones on, the first note is coming from the extreme left. The second note is coming from the extreme right. Good bubbly work. The third note's coming from kind of up here the mid left, and then the fourth note's going from the mid right so by the time it all comes together, mm. it kind of meets in the center of your brain yeah, it's uh, a lovely bit of mixing and actually, I think you've just knocked on on the head why I like it is is because of that process of everything coming it's together wah, wah, yeah it just wah. it builds up and then and not only that though, once the solo comes together, the whole song takes off again well, it does, and the reason for, why I think that works and and that happens is on that last note, there's, there's an effect on it. It might be an octave that's set an octave up for that mm. last note. Because all the notes hold as they run across. So yeah. that first note stays for the whole solo. Second note, third note does. And then that effect on the last one kind of speeds it up. Mm. And it really goes mm. well into yeah. the swan coming back in. Exactly. Yeah, it really it, 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 take, yeah, it takes really off works. like a jet plane. Mm. It really works well. Now, and what John does nicely there is he's playing... Essentially, an A sus 2 chord, the three fretted notes of an A sus 2 chord. Yes. Which, you, which is an A chord. Sorry, I just knocked on those two bowls. You did. It's an A chord. It just lifts off your third finger. So you're not playing the in a B string. But he's just playing the fretted note, but he's playing it right across the fretboard. So it's getting higher and higher and higher. Yes. So the first note is an A, second note is an E, and then he's playing A's again, getting higher and higher. And it works. Brilliantly. I, I think we agree that the musicianship within this song is exemplary. Um, apart from the main riff. Yeah, well, apart from the main riff, which is. And the chorus. Yeah, and obviously it's, it's the vocals as well that you're not keen on. No, it's too, uh, clunky against the main riff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But apart the, I'll tell you what I think works really well. That first guitar solo. <laughs> yeah, well, it does. So, uh, shall we move past that guitar solo? Yeah, I think we must. End of, the f- end of this verse, verse 2. If it is verse, verse 2.1. Two. <laughs> three fingers in the honeycomb. Yes. The guitar, if you, if you listen to that, when the swan says three fingers in the honeycomb, the guitar gets a massive. Three fingers in the honeycomb. There you go. The, the, John's guitar suddenly gets a massive reverb sound put on it, but it's quite low in the mix. It's a really odd choice. And the other thing to say is they put the Moogafuga Murph on um, from, I think, verse 2. Mm. So instead of just being the clean sound, it's, it's, it's that, that process. Yeah, then. yeah. Well, I think we can, we can both say that we enjoyed it more than we thought we would. I didn't... I very rarely listen to this song, and maybe, uh, that's, maybe that's a problem. Well, it is, even as much as I've enjoyed it... It's not one you're going to go back to, is it? No, because even the guitar, the, the main... Kind of what you call the main guitar solo, the second solo. Yeah. Is... Yeah, and it's all right. It's... it's a big fuzzy... Anyway, moment. it suffers from being not as good as other songs on the album. When there's a loss of songs on an album, which there is on this particular chessboard, uh, you are, you are going to struggle to get this on air. You are, especially if you historically don't like this song. <laughs> yeah, and even if you historically don't like this song, but then find out that you do like it more than you thought... Mm you're still not going to listen to it over songs that you know you historically have liked and still do like. A good point well made with some fantastic finger tapping on the table. Yeah. I hope that didn't come through. It will it will off strongly. I like it more than I thought I did. But but having said that, you like it more than you thought you did, but then you didn't think you liked it at all. No. I'm- so even saying that, what you are saying is that you you like it a bit. Yes. So let's move past "Tell Me Baby," and uh, on to the next one, which I believe is a song by the name of HTC. I call it. Oh, hey, look yeah. at my notes. Hard to concentrate. See you soon.
1: Hustle, bustle, and so much muscle. Our cells about to separate. Now find it hard to concentrate and temporary this cash and carry i'm stepping up to indicate the time has come to deviate and all i want is for you to be happy and take this moment to make you my family and finally you have found something perfect and
0: okay then firstly jack's drum ambassador's thoughts on hard to concentrate chad's playing the snare with his hands with the snare turned off um, there's a latch or a switch on the side of most snare drums to move the metal snare strand off the snare head on the underside of the drum. I think I've always called it the snare spring. Um, that's Ben talking. <laughs> if you've ever been in a practice room or on stage and you hit a note and the snare outs like crazy, that's what it is. So um, tell your drum to switch it off when, not, when it's not needed. Um, I always kind of thought it was be- best practice to, um, to switch it off and it wasn't being used to maintain the tension of the spring. Um, and he thinks John Bonham did a similar thing for the verses on Ramble On by Led Zeppelin Um, and ironically for a song called Hard to Concentrate only hitting the kick drum once every two bars and using the hi-hat in that minimalistic way would probably take a lot of concentration isn't it ironic, don't you think Um, it is like rain on your wedding day the breakdown at 2.15 is Chad using rods against the rim of the drum Um, interesting percussion technique and not one that uh, Jack's heard him do before Um, I think myself and Sam highlight that as well uh, uh, just on what I was saying earlier it's also like a black fly in your Chardonnay uh, now back to Ben and Sam so coming out of Hard to Concentrate hmm. and this is a, a song that has a rich history a rich history and a rich emotional uh, meaning there you go do you want to talk about it? Uh, I'm well, happy to talk about it yeah you talk about it well it's a song I'm going to say Key to Throat for Flea Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know the mu- about the musical content but certainly the lyrical content mm, yes. is is about um, Flea had found the woman he loved Frankie Raider mm. if indeed it is pronounced Frankie that way Frankie Raider oh lovely did, 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 did. what's that song on um, Lucy Reba <laughs> <laughs> that's Annie's uh, Annie's Got a Baby yeah. yeah otherwise known as Frankie's Got a Baby yeah Lucy Reba <laughs> yeah um now she, Lucy Raider or Frankie Reba? Yes, yeah, so she is now. Was married. born in January 1975. She but she's was a, younger than me. Well, she was uh, a Victoria's Secrets model. Ooh, well Sports done! Sports Illustrated <laughs> swimsuit issue. Wow. So yeah, started dating in '04. Got engaged so in '05. Okay. Well, it was fairly swift. Well, then they had um, lovely daughter Sunny B. Bob. Excellent. Uh, I'm never really quite sure how to say Flea's surname. Balseri? Balseri. Balseri? Balseri. Balseri. So I, just say, I just say Flea. Balseri. No? Balseri. Well, well, I don't call, call, call him Flea Balseri. Sun- Balseri. I call her Sonny Beaver Flea. Yeah, Sonny, oh, Sonny Beaver Balseri. <laughs> yes. And John is the godfather. Excellent. Uh, but never married. John? No, Flea to this woman. So all this lovely... Oh, uh, they are married now, though, aren't they? Very difficult to tell. If it's indeed same, the same woman. Shall if Flea we... is now married, that's yes, for sure. but who too? Presumably this lady that we speak of. Let's pause it and find out. Never married. So. No. Well, you know, it's sometimes you're involved in a... You know, Intense relationship. Yes. Yeah, and whether... Yes, and, uh, you know, it doesn't always result in marriage. But maybe a song is written about that marriage. As if it's going to happen. But it never happens. Yeah. And I think this is a a song in question, like that. It is. HTC, How to Concentrate. Yeah, and... I mean, what are your overall thoughts? I know that I feel quite strongly about this song. Do you? Because I'm desperately ambivalent. Well... I'm not I, I, I'm I'm not positive about it. I was gonna say, can I guess? Because if you're if you feel strongly, you're gonna mm. be strongly positive or negative. So you're strongly negative. Yeah, I, I am actually, but um, having listened to it there, I feel my overall take off that was they did their best with what they had. you know, with that song. They did they did a great job with that song. It's just not a particularly good song. I like the the best thing about this song is uh, is something that Max uh, Feinstein, ambassador of condensing, Finally. said. Anthony is his best. Anthony at his best, rapping about love, with a chest swollen with friendship. Which I think is, yeah. I well, think uh, well, I think that is a lovely thing to say because it, that is how lovely, I feel about. It's a lovely thing to say, but I think that's what the Swan, how the Swan feels about the situation. He he's proud of Flea, and he feels like this is going to be, you know, Flea's life going forward. However, yes, but without the benefit of hindsight. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. But I just I don't particularly like uh, Anthony's part in this song. Um, I like a lot of other things. I love. Jo- I think John's work here is some of it is really really nice. Um, and that's what shines through for me. Don't really. The, Anthony's over wordy for me a lot of the time. Hmm. The rhymes I don't like some of the rhymes. It, I I don't like what Anthony does in this song. So I'm, I, 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 you know, that's just. And nice. it's not often you'll say that as a real Swan fan. I'm a I'm a huge fan of the Swan, but yeah I just it doesn't it, this particular vocal delivery doesn't grab me In fact, I actually think this is the most negative you've been about the swan since we started this podcast because often it's me being more negative but yeah yeah no I think he did like I said he does well like he a no, try and gloss over it no, now. no I said it at the start that, that this song is for me is not a particularly good song no so the overall the, the, what, the, the turd that they've been given or that they've written. I think they, they polish it quite nicely, but Ooh. it doesn't... For me, it doesn't turn it, turn it into a good song. No, it doesn't. There's some good points. Um, yeah, there is definitely some good points. However... I love, I love the solo. Yeah, okay, we'll get there. I'm, I'm just going to talk through the song a bit. Yeah. Take it Another. That bass line, yeah, I think it's a really good bass line. In fact, I think this is the one where Flea said he tried to write a bass line like John... Right. Like a John Frusciante baseline. Yeah. Difficult to tell until I look at my notes, but that is this song. <laughs> it is. Because <laughs> he's, he's playing those far apart notes, and it is a really busy, clever bass line. John plays those swells. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, GTP. I've done this GTP before, but John is strum- is, is turning the guitar volume knob down to uh, nothing, and then playing a chord. mm uh, in this case, it's quite high chords. It's like half chord. Then turning it up so the volume swells up. Yeah. Then turning it down, it works nicely. It does. I think. Yeah, I've got. I'm. I'm quite picky about the swells. Mm. It works nicely on the intro and the verses, mm. although it could do with a, t- a bit of reverb. And 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 this is another. The, Max has picked up on this swell problem. During the bit where he doubles the swells. As he's playing them twice. When he's playing them once in a bar, it's okay. When he gets later on in the song, he's playing them twice. Mm. And they stop dead. Mm. And it's really uncomfortable. And it, it, it actually detracts from the song really badly, actually. On the All I Want bit, the swell is rubbish. Yeah, yeah. And that's a you problem. You just have if, two guitars. So you have... If, you, if, if you're going to detract from a song which is already not that great lacklustre but I'm saying to Frusciante if you're doing that you don't have to achieve it on one guitar line mm. you can just play a swell on uh, on, the, on the first half of the bar and a swell on the second half mm. of the bar yeah. and you won't have that abrupt cut off that's very true and it actually does detract from the song <clears throat> yeah yeah no I think you're absolutely right I, I also don't like the the bridge at all ah what are you calling the bridge the, where they basically stop and the swan says yourself oh mate that's with me that you know i spoke about earlier that i had inverted goosebumps meaning i didn't like uh, goosebumps maximum like goosebumps it. that gives me absolute goosebumps no nah, nah, it doesn't work for me at all i don't know why really yeah i mean i just don't this song i don't feel it from the start and yeah i just don't like that section I, I, like i said i like a lot of the stuff that that john does and i love the solo Okay, Apart well, let, 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 let's, let me, let's talk a bit about the song on, on a more positive level, then. Oh, yeah, Because we do like to be positive. We do. Yeah. Oh, God, we're a very positive young men. Well, and we are so young. Oh, yeah. Well, we are reasonably young. I mean, you're middle-aged, but... I'm not middle-aged now, because middle age, as people live long, has been pushed back. Pushed back to 50. Yes. So I've got eight years of young left. <laughs> Youth. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I am as young as, say, a, a, a new baby. <laughs> are you yeah wow that made, well how young does that make me well, younger you're a than a new baby you're a fetus wow and anyone younger has, I mean, I was has yet th- to be conceived i was a fetus in 1980 wowzers that's worrying isn't it because yeah. uh, if you do the math that means i'm i'm now approximately 38 years old yes that's difficult to to cope with it's a problem yeah. you're you well it's worse for people who are older than me well, let's move on past people that are older than you. Mm. Verse 2, nice bit of high tremolo picking from John. Yes. Tremolo picking is where you play the same strings or string repeatedly really quickly. Of course it's I It's what we that. call the Havana affair effect. Yes. Um, chorus 2 brings in on those swells that he has an additional single note on top of the swells. So you've got the chord swells and then a single note above it, which you can distinctly pick out. Mm. Quite, quite a nice build. You talked about the solo. That you like. It's a lovely. lovely, clean, arpeggiated solo. Yeah, it's lovely. It's by far the highlight of the song for me. It fits really nicely. It, it does, yeah. yeah. And like I said, I haven't necessarily got a problem with any, like anything not fitting, or you know, apart from some of the. I just feel the vocals are a bit crowded at times. Mm. There's a lot of words in there, but I don't. And, and you, yeah, yeah, and the rhyming you said. Yeah, this, and I, but I don't feel like anything doesn't fit, and I feel like the solo fits perfectly. I just feel like this is a song which probably wouldn't make a single album. No, it wouldn't. It, you know, it's right. Well, it wouldn't make ours. So no, it's. It just isn't that as good. You know, they've done. Like I said, they've done their best with it. It's nice enough, but it's a bit meh. Well. <laughs> once you get that solo you get to a section of the song that I really like because when John comes out the solo yeah. he f- he keeps playing that single lead line yeah. but yeah. it's a little bit different yeah. and he has slides going up when the swan comes back in yeah. John's sliding on count one of the bar and count three of the bar Yes. and it's and the swan comes in perfectly It's just and a lovely, it sounds great. great yeah it does no I, I agree I, I love that section and I love the breakdown I'm really surprised you don't like that breakdown Chad goes on to the rim shots and there's Talk about the myth. Is he playing hand drums here? He must be. Someone is, so I'm assuming it's <laughs> assume, <laughs> assume it is, Unless it? it's that other bloke. I've got rim shots, lovely held chords. The swan is on point on the breakdown. You feel differently. Well, again, he's very high, isn't he, in the mix? And um, But that is... That's it fine, it's not a problem. Um, yeah, he's mic close, but he's always mic close. He's all, yeah, he the man's is. never backed away from microphone, it's like No, he's not going to back away from this particular mic. He's a gobbler. <laughs> he does, he gobbles up that huge tin of beans. <laughs> 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 no, but I just, I feel like he's a bit close. Um, I'm already, I'm already non plus by the whole affair. And then when it breaks down you know I'm thinking uh, come on let's get going again and it does get going again well it, it kind of gets going so it never really gets going in the first place no but like you say when, when that solo kicks in I'm feeling fantastic and when the swan comes back <laughs> in again I agree with you I think it works really well so I think yeah it's within within the confines of this particularly uninspiring song they do, they do the best they can and, and it's decent but nah mate Nah, mate. Uh, last chorus. This is a, this for me. As the song gets towards the end, is another example of stadium acapella being overwritten and having yes. too many layers yes. in it. Yes, because you get and again, it's too much me. You get distorted lead lines in there. Multiple, yeah. You get John playing the you, single note picking. It's. Do you lay that at Prashanta's door? Yes. Oh, very much so. I think a lot of uh, a lot of this album, and we're going to get get to it on the next song. Yeah. Is, has too many layers and as we know John is the layer master mm. during yeah. this I mean he didn't used to be during Blood Sugar layer cake well he is if you will a Guy Ritchie film <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, uh, well and that, yeah, of I course was, was Daniel Craig's breakthrough role so and so thanks to John yeah. Fischanto he became Bond <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do. I, I do like it at John's feet these these bits where the songs just get too busy. Yeah. Well, um, I think you're right. Whether or not you're correct in your analysis of you know any particular song being too busy, I think any la- the layering of all these tracks is certainly you know John's doing. Hmm. He was, I believe, aware that this was going to be his last oh, yeah, yeah, album. Yeah, his swan song. Yes. oh lovely lovely This one song and therefore I think he you know he he put his heart and soul into this and and possibly more on all his layers <laughs> yeah he, had, he basically yeah, he had maybe fifty additional layers that he didn't know what to do with yeah so he just chucked them in he chucked them into all the songs sprinkled them on yeah and what and this is what we ended up with a, a heavily layered you know Overproduced? I wouldn't go that far. Well, I think, actually, um, I'm going to read you something. I'm going to read you a point from Max. Go on. about About the fact that the the mixing is sometimes not great. Mm-hmm. You get things that come in that suddenly think that's too loud. Yeah. Um, which I've picked up on. Listening back to these songs, it, some of them are, great, are brilliantly mixed. Yes. Some of them, some of the more album tracks, though, Yes, not, not quite so much so perhaps here's a passionate quote from Max Feinstein a friend of the podcast ambassador condenser, condenser. I swear this record is mixed like a frozen, a frozen fish stick presumably for, for us that's a fish finger oh yes that's been burnt on the outside without mm. thawing weirdly wet and painfully dry at the same time now whether or not you agree with that I think you have to agree that is that's a wonderful analogy fish finger poetry for someone to come up with a, a heartfelt analogy about a fish finger is great it is tremendous so thank you Max for your fish stick slash fish finger analogy mm, I just wonder what Captain Birdseye would make of it all. well Captain Birdseye would probably have another layer onto it well he would never cook a fish finger that uh, that wasn't properly thawed. But you can cook fish fingers from frozen. That's how it's intended.
1: not you keep this us?
0: <laughs> right, 21st Century Drum Ambassador Jack Johnson's thoughts. Great up-tempo syncopated beat during the intro verses, keeping it simple but funky. This style of beat can technically be played with one hand as you're hitting the hi-hat, ah yes, the hi-hat snare, hi-hat one after the other, and not at the same time. Although it's unlikely Chad was doing that. Although I think you'd see him do some kind of tomfoolery when they're playing stuff live. Uh, The chorus beat is a bit all over the place, but nice to hear Chad making full use of the kit. Um, love the Jack loves the rhythm syncopation from Chad, Flea and John at the end of each chorus. Yeah, that is nice. I wish they'd perform this live more. Actually, when I was watching the live versions, it kind of got me back into the song more. Kick drum is punchy on the breakdown. Almost sounds out of place with the soft playing from Flea and John. Um, another fast fill at 3.36 leading of the solo. Snare rack, snare to on. Chad is really letting loose during the solo. Um, if you look at this compared to the outro of Danny Kelly is letting john do all the work and just laying down the groove for him to solo over he's really getting into into this into this song uh, another piece of syncopation at around 359 when chad hits the crash symbol in time with john shredding and a nice fast fill on the toms to end with couldn't agree more jack thank you very much now from ben back to ben and sam okay then coming out of 21st century yes what's historically for me this has been a certainly haven't listened to it much over the a years. forgotten track? Yeah. I wouldn't say forgotten so much as listen to it. I suppose if I listened to it once, then I must have forgotten it. Mm. Mm. But I, I, I just do not go back to this track at all. No, but now that we're listening to all of them, in in order... I've had to listen to it. Yeah, and i tell you, I like it. I'll tell you this. I like it too. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. It's, it's a bloody good... Uh... Jam from Flea, John and Chad and that doesn't always result in a good song because sometimes the swan can't come up with the goods but I reckon he delivers it Well, I have to say this about the swan on this one I call it a swan rhyming dictionary song Right For example Combination, nations, rotation, mutilation... Learn to give and take dictation. Mm. Oral then. sex and bird migration. Yes, that's the next one. Well, I, I always feel bad for John because John strangulation, <laughs> altercation, and you're right. And then John has to sing. John has- oral sex and um, bird, bird and migration. And I don't think John, you know, given the choice, would ever say the words oral sex and bird migration. <laughs> well, not, not in that bird. order. Maybe he'd say migration, oral, bird, sex. Yeah. <laughs> And he has to sing it in falsetto. He does. Flesson. Yeah, he does. Uh, you know, no, I, 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 I feel like the instrumentalists here are tight as a knot. It is absolutely brilliant. Now we've got Hiccup and Callie <laughs> in the corner. Yeah. If this one is punctuated by this noise, <laughs> it's Callie doing a hiccup. <laughs> but yeah, I you think it, it is it's fantastic. And the swan sounds absolutely brilliant during this. You know, he's. Okay, yeah, some of the rhymes are a bit... Uh, well, I would say by the book. Well, yeah. Uh, but then I'd have to say hook, yes. look, and crook. Schluck. You know, uh, you know, yeah, last episode we spoke about the swan saying um, words like... Sh- uh, oh, uh, schlit. Schlit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Uh, ooh, Dan Boyd. Do I now have permission to do a Sean Connery impression? No, but I was so annoyed. I was thinking about that earlier today, and... Um, I can't, now I can't remember what I was thinking because he says schlitt and then he says um, oh, I can't remember what it is anyway maybe it'll come to me and if it does I'll bring it up in a minute be sure to put it on the podcast sure Schlitz, schlitz is there a beer called schlitz no I, I think it's, it's it? a sausage isn't it I'm not sure I don't know anyway okay. okay this this last minute or so has been terrible but we will pick <laughs> it back up but we will I do like the line, the dollar will, <laughs> no, the dollar, dollar will, the dollar will, <laughs> 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 the dollar bill will, mentally, mentally ill, Ill bill. bill, mum and dad take your don't be sad pill, yes. great commentary from the swan there yeah, on exactly. the opioid crisis, exactly, I don't know if opioids mean antidepressants but I'm going to go with it. But antidepressants, anyway. It's, it must be his commentary <coughs> on antidepressants. It's something to do with Bill's ills. Or do you think he ju- ju- he had pill? But I just think that, that line particularly works really well. And it's clearly not easy to deliver because you said Bill. <laughs> well, I said the dollar, the dollar will bill <laughs> <laughs> three times. <laughs> now we slate this one, but at least he can say that in order once. Yeah, on record. I mean, he probably says the dollar bill bill. <laughs> the dollar <Life>. will bill. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I mean I'd what, love to see this one play, sing this live well I did watch this one sing this live but it was of the era and yeah. it's what actually got me back into the tune Yeah, because it was a really good performance that was, that was a little classic cabbie hiccup nice one but moving on to the, the rhythm section if we may talk to me they, they're, they're tight all the way through but in the chorus Chad and Flea well, Flea's, Flea's going into overdrive isn't it yeah, this is a really good example. And Chad is sticking with him. He's so tight with that. I think Jack touched on it previously. You know, the the patterns that they paint together uh, are so unbelievable. And it, and what it means for, for Chad here is that he's really having to go hell for leather. It's stick. great. It's great towards the end. Yeah, when yeah. when well, he gets this in all the choruses, like it's just it's just incredible. And that partnership between Chad and Flea is fantastic here. But equally, you've got you know Flea and John working together, and as a result of that, whoa! <laughs> as a result, Just a of, mic <laughs> As a result of that, Chad and John, you know, sort of they don't they're, they're not as direct as Flea and Chad, but they. Yeah. Well, actually, when we described the rhythm section on the last episode, I then got a WhatsApp message from uh, Ambassador Ian Longhorn. Yeah, the horn, the Hornmeister General. Well, we are sat with the Hornmeister General. <laughs> we are. And there's another Hornmeister General. They go by the names of Simon and, and Ian. Yes, they do. And he he made the point. We were just talking about the, I think, the relationship between two of the members of the band. Yes. And he he said that the combination of everyone is so important. So they all play the parts. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, and especially the swans, the swan's delivery is so important. The way the swan... The Red Hot Chili Peppers, as much as I knock the swan, this band would not work without that singer. No. And you've had guitarists come and go. Yes. And they've all produced good stuff. And you've had drummers come and go, and they've produced good stuff. Yes. But you've had one You've had the singer, constant, haven't you? Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. He is a staple. He's a staple of the diet, that particular diet. That particular chessboard. and No, he is. And, oh, okay, he's not to everyone's taste, and he, he wasn't necessarily to the taste of Navarro. Navarro struggled with the way they wrote music, per se. Uh, you know, Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. But, you know, we go back to what Josh said. The swan can sing to anything. Mm. Whether it's good or not is another matter. Well, the thing is, if you're going to be a bit scattershot, yeah. you are going to hit the target. If you're a machine gun... You are going to hit the target a few times. Yes. And when he hits the target, he hits the target brilliantly. So why are we saying that the swan is a human machine gun? We are. Oh, yeah, and I think that's... Now, I think he'd be pleased with that, because I think he's had a lot of sexual references in his lyrics over the years. Mm. And I think now I'm considering the swan's um, cock. Oh, really? Yes. To be a lyrical machine gun. Right. Okay, well, I was thinking more of his mouth. Nope. I'm sorry. But that's fine. If you've gone straight, straight... <laughs> well, to I that. just think the swan is a lyrical cock machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> fine. But what we're saying is that if you fire enough bullets... You will hit the target. You will hit the target. ...be it from the mouth of the cock. <laughs> well, that's right. And he does, doesn't he? He does. He's constantly... Well, well yes, yeah, constantly. Firing off. Well, that's the point. He must constantly fire. Yeah, he has hit and he does and and uh, this album in particular where there's so many songs mm. you, you see more hit and miss than you do on a 12 13 14 song album yeah but here I think that he's bang on and going back to the rela- you know the relationship with, with the with the players Chad and Flea are so tight here and I'm sure Jack Johnson would appreciate this it's incredible I think so and also Max does killer bass line from yeah, Flea it's a killer bass, bass line yeah it really is. John, Max says, with a sassy rhythm. Yeah. It is. What I like about this is it's, it's the scratchy, and I just do need to say this. I moaned about the swans rhyming earlier, then said he absolutely nails the song. So, you know, yeah. he swung me. Well, when he, he says, come on, section. as well, he says, come on. Oh, that's on. great, yeah, yeah. And then they kick off again. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. The swans' little interlude sections, the stabs are great. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I think this is this is a, this is a real victory. But this is nice, John. At the beginning, it's the it's the kind of blood sugar, um, scratchy kind of guitar. And the that. blood sugar effect, yeah. Well, it's not the blood sugar effect so far, but it's. I just like San John's guitar on it, really. Well, that's you know that's sometimes that, sometimes, sometimes around, that's enough. <laughs> it is, isn't it? You know, when you put these ear earbuds in and you say. I like what I hear. You don't have to overanalyze it sometimes. That's what we, you yeah. know, we're here sat talking about it and, and trying to put into words how we feel. But sometimes you can't. You know what I like as well is when John's playing the higher bits. Um, and you, you particularly seem to be struggling at the moment. Today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> halfway, through, halfway through a verse, you'll get that lower chord work from John, but yes. you'll get the, the octave up. And he's working against sometimes. He's not just doing it exactly the same. Mm. It's the majority of it is the same, but he's also doing that inch and a half weaving, which the stones do one in one ear, one in the other ear, yeah. and just doing slightly different things. Always works brilliantly. Yeah, and, and well, this is this is a true a true victory for me. I think where they've come up with this, or they must love playing this. They must just love it because it's so high energy. And what I like is a, is another change down to that solo, that first solo, where it goes from that high energy to a very kind of hesitant. It, this oh. solo sounds a bit like the Charlie solo. Yes. And I listened to, to this, <clears throat> then went back to Charlie. It's very similar, similar kind of tone, but it's kind of a hesitant. Wow. <laughs> Wowzers. Who are you sponsored by? Amstel. They give you bang for your butt that really is full of gas yeah. and that didn't but no no overflow no overflow no it's just pure gaseous that's what you get with Amstel cheap gaseous lager <laughs> it's not that cheap is it no ga- just gaseous <laughs> <laughs> yeah lovely halting style of solo I really enjoy when John does that what about the breakdown I don't think we've gone there yet give me a something ah, give yes. me a something very disappointing oh yeah Oh no, I love the line where he says, um, give me your wrist and now I'll kiss Oh, that reminds you, me of the tattoo you. on his wrist. And then they're gone again. Uh, yeah, back up the I saw you what you were doing and I'm sure the listeners did. They didn't see it, but they heard it. Yeah. But there's a big, I say a big mistake from Flea. It's a really small mistake. right? But in the context of an album you release from Huge. such a genius bass player, Huge. It, is, it is a mistake. And I've never picked Flea up on this kind of thing. But I'm going to. Well, hang on, because if you do, he might not come on. Hey, look, what we said was we're not going to kiss any ass. Truth, yeah, mm-hmm. truth to power, truth and honour. We ain't kissing ass. No, that did we say that? You've never said that <laughs> to me before, and please don't say it again. Listen to 209 when they drop into that quite interview section. <laughs> yes. It's not smooth playing by Flea across all of this, I don't think. No. I also think the, the basses mix way too high in this section, but he he does at two oh nine catch it catch. He plays a, a note slightly off time, and it is slightly off time. But once you once you notice it, yes, you'll notice it. And if you haven't noticed it previously, you will now. Well, that's a shame. I think you've, you possibly just ruined it for me. But I I love it when the Swan starts going oh yes yeah and that's when John brings in some really lovely lead work I've called it ULT guitar Ah. now I know what you know what ULT means yes can you tell me what it means Uh, under no ultimate light touch ah yes so have we just done it now across the mics ultimate light touch oh that was quite heavy yeah but um carry on ultimate light touch is a game where you extend just your pinky you approach another man or Or woman. woman Um, or, other, or, or, yeah, or any other. Or, I mean, I anyone. Know, anyone, you know, you anyone. approach any other person yes. with your pinky extended, they extend their pinky, and you try to touch each other, but as lightly as possible. Mm, it's a great game. We've been playing it for years. We sometimes heard. you don't touch, sometimes you touch heavy, um, and it was invented within this family. But what's that got to do with this because particular song? It's how I, that particular chessboard, is how I feel John is playing that little guitar solo line when they kick out of the quiet interlude, mm. he's. Oh yes. it's a wonderful piece of lead guitar playing. It's so understated. And then it kicks off again. It does. Well, but then it then the guitar, it swells, the f- it feedback swells into the last chorus. Yes. And when you get to that point, John is playing also single notes, which you're holding and feeling bad. Yeah, yeah. At that point, I really love the way they're building this song up. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very clever. But I'm going to have uh Something to say about the way they built the song up, right? It's another example of taking it too far. Oh god, not again! It is. I'm sorry. Why? <sighs> oh, Jesus. At three uh, twenty-two, you've got. I thought this would be one where they definitely didn't do it. No, they do. They really do do it here. They have done it. You've got disco wawa, fine, um, which is uh, from earlier on in the song. John's R's not are necessarily a problem on its own no then John's R's come in yes and they're uh, Max made the point that they're a bit unnecessary I agree with him no I love them, love no, them. No, I, I'm no. sorry it's just a plain R and it's not in the it's meeting. gorgeous it's in his natural tone you See, know I that do, perfectly yeah, natural I know, tone I know, I know what I think John's natural tone is but I don't feel it on this particular oh, song here come on lads sort yeah. it out well we can't We live on different continents. No, fair enough, you know. But the John solo. It was lovely. What, the guitar solo? Yeah. It's really nice. I've got no problems with it whatsoever. Well, before the solo, Chad, I've put, takes it to another level on the final chorus. Oh, mate, there's some serious roles here. Yeah. As he leads in to the final solo, I've put there's an outrageous role. I've put it's outrageous in its deliciousness. Mm. and he really does go into it well I wrote it, actually strangely it's delicious in, it, in its outrageousness Simon did you write anything
2: uh, um no
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes into that solo what I like about the solo is John is is hitting a note yes or well, he's doing flows of notes for a bar then hitting a target note then he's doing flows hitting the target note mm. the target note is D by the way, yeah. GTP at all. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Then halfway through it, he's flowing, but he's going up and he's going up an octave. What and all, obviously more? all the while you've got Flea and Chad working their absolute magic underneath. Absolutely. And this is this draws us back to the, the point we were talking about earlier. The relationship between Flea and Chad is symbiotic. It's imper- it's imperative to the, this kind of track. Mm. And all tracks, but particularly here. What John does over the top links more closely to Flea for me but is obviously also linked with what Chad is doing. But he always drives towards that, that that target, as you say, to hold everything together. So between them, John's got a little, much more license to roam and Flea and Chad are, are just absolutely in sync. And when they come up with this kind of inspirational relationship, I mean, here, it's, I absolutely love what they're doing here. Yeah, it is great. And, and John does perfectly what he does over the top. And then you're left with the missing ingredient. Is the swan going to be able to complement all of this with something worthy? Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Here, he does. Lovely, lovely. I think we'll end that here and go with the handles, shall we? I can never remember my own handles. Luckily, I took a photo of them because they're stuck to my... Uh, dvd shelf in my dvd ring fantastic and now into the handles yeah we that's... don't have dan boyd here to do it for us unfortunately no. sadly however if you want to uh, get in touch with us um my website is bentownsendmusic.net i'm still not getting the traffic no well you won't no anyway please carry. On. <laughs> i am com on the old email if you want to get in touch send us an email um as you can see, we, we, get, uh, we get stuff from people and we, we uh, read it out. We do, yeah. I mean, we absolutely... I love it when you phone me up and say, I've just had an email from... Person X. Yes. From, from person, person Y. y. Hmm. Mulder and Scully. That'd be nice. Things are getting David. strange, I'm starting to worry. Uh, this could be a case for Mulder and Scully. Imagine if we got an email from David Duchovny. Ooh, or, I'd rather get one from Gillian. She was a massive crush of mine in the... the uh, to be honest, I, I would, I'm not, I'm not going to be picky, either of them. Uh, Vanessa, I'd rather get one from David. Of course, David's from California, at least in the series California. yeah. So um, presumably that's true to life. I would imagine so, and Gillian is from... Um... X-Files.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so contact us on... Twitter? <laughs> yeah. Um, Sam on Twitter, are you universally RHCP Odds Sam? Or is no, that Reddit? that's Reddit. Okay, so Reddit universally RHCP Odds Sam. Yes, and, and please take, take it is, easy. Yeah, please take stop, it easy stop on stop it. that one. No. I am on Reddit uh, Uni Speak Hyphen RHCP Podcast. Yes, and on Twitter, I am at universally RHCP. So slightly confusing. I didn't think we were going to talk about the Exiles there, but we did. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Steading what a What an album, as it turns out. Six tracks. How many have we got left? Six plus four, I think. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's six plus four left. I think so. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's unending. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, a lot of what's left is... Uh, just. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll <laughs> say goodbye from Callie. Bye. Goodbye from my brother, Tony. And goodbye. Yeah. And I'll say goodbye from David... Dukovnay, Jillian Anderson, and please join me, gentlemen. Diddly diddle 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 dum pchu pchu pchu. Diddle diddle
1: diddle diddle dum pchu pchu pchu.
0: Diddle 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 dum. Diddle laughter ha